The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Well, not so fast, my friends. Filling in for the lovely and talented Clip Rock today is me, Troy D. Back in the big chair. Welcome back to PRL. And look who's alongside for the ride, at least for a little while. It's like old times. The band's getting back together, as they say. Ellerby, to my left. Good to see you, E. What's up? Man, we should have invited Wes I to know. come in for today's show. <laughs> no should, doubt. Could have put it all back together. We should have an original uh, reunion show, me, you, and Wes. Well, it's, well, it's not too late. I can call him, and then I can go home. <laughs> oh. Shirley's already ready. Hey, that's fine. I'd be happy <laughs> to clock by me. out. Yeah. Come and take, you can come and take my spot. Uh, we've got uh, 27 beers to give away. Hopefully, we'll have them all to give away by the end of the show. Yeah, so first of all, welcome in to the program as we come to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM here in Greenville, Winterville. Also, Pirate Radio 104.1 in Washington. Our heritage stations at 12.50 and 9.30 on the AM dial. We are on Pirate Radio's Facebook Live page. We are on Pirate Radio's YouTube page. We're archived everywhere. You can find us uh, also streaming live online at PR927FM.com and uh, archived at just about all those places, too. So we're on Spotify now. We are on the Apple Podcast platform. So all over the place, no reason not to listen, watch, or participate. Got a great show lined up for you today, too. As I mentioned, Ellerby's here. will be with me in segment one, hour one. Coming up around three, um, 3.30 in the hour one, Brian Bailey will join me. We'll check in with Double B. Uh, in hour two, Greeny on golf. There's a big tournament going on in Greensboro. The PGA has rolled into our state again. We'll check in with Harold Varner the third. see how he's doing. With, uh, of course, the Golf Shop radio show every Saturday here exclusively on Pirate Radio, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Jeff Nadeau joins us in the middle part of hour two, and then we'll check in with Steven Igo also. Hour three, our old buddy David Glenn will be stopping by. DG will join us in hour three, and we'll close out with Morgan Ehlers in hour three. And we also, as you mentioned, LRB, have a big Bud Light giveaway and I, I got my notes. I got to see exactly. It's not just Bud Light. Well, it's it's right lot, here in front of us. It's a lot of stuff. It's it's Free Beer Friday. And we're doing it today because tomorrow uh, Clip has produced a best of show for us. So today we're doing uh, Free Beer Friday brought to you by Bud Light where you can win a 15 pack of 16 ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles, 12 pack of, now I've never even heard of this. Kolsch is yeah. one of their craft beers. Wow. Okay. So that is like new to me. Yeah. It's one um, of the craft beers Carolina Eagle distributes. That is awesome. 12 pack of Kolsch beer, 
Bud Light shirt, koozies, and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's mm-hmm. is what we will be giving away in the third hour today. Free pizza and beer. I mean, how I mean, could you not? Why would you not stick with us at this yeah. point? First of all, it's going to be a great show. Second of all, we will bribe you to stick with us. Yes, so, please stay. Someone will open up the phone lines at some point. In hour three, at some point. Okay, at some point, you're calling it hour three. Well, yeah, isn't that what you like to call it at five o'clock? I just maybe if you you're te- or alive, you tease is. them all along. Oh, maybe it's four o'clock. We can. You tell me. Can we do it at four o'clock? Uh, you can do it whenever you want. All you're, right. you're in the big chair. Sometime within the next two and a half hours. It's really Shirley's decision. <laughs> but true. I was just trying to empower you for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so just tell me whatever we're giving it away. Uh, but we will give this away. So this is a great prize pack. Yeah. And then, so it, you know, three weeks from today, Troy D., it's the Bud Light pregame tailgate back for the 19th year on Pirate Radio as uh, Pirate Football will officially be started three weeks from today, Troy D. Yeah. Can you believe it? <sighs> Man, I really can't. Did it's, that shock uh, you when it, I just told you that? It's a little stunning how quickly it is creeping up on us. And speaking of ECU football, we'll have our Bud Light ECU report coming up a little bit later on, too. Also, probably an hour three. Got a lot to get to in that. Our whole team um, was out of practice again today. So we're going to hear from Coach Mike Houston. I've, we've been so busy. I got Donnie Kirkpatrick audio to get to, too. Also, let me welcome in our cast of characters that's joining us. Shirley Rhodes, uh, executive producer. We've got uh, Chandler, who is handling video production for us today. Good to see you, Chan. Good to see you, too. Uh, Glenn Griffin, assistant production graphics today. So the gang's all here. We're ready to roll. So what shocks you more, that we're three weeks away from the 2021 season or that this is the 19th year that Pirate Radio is participating in covering East Carolina athletics? Uh, honestly, this is that it's – and I've been here for all of it – that this is the 19th year. I'm a little stunned how fast time. We're almost on two. Next year will be two full decades at the end of next season. You're so good at math sometimes. And, <laughs> and I'm like, where has where has life gone? Like, we'll have been, we'll, we'll be 20 years old with Pirate Radio. And there'll be a lot of our listeners and some students. They, they weren't even born when we started this thing. Yeah, we have all our new interns I mean, that are going to be starting next week. Yet I feel we still look the same. We still act the same. When you say we have been, ju- We've been very consistent, I will say. Everybody definitely last, does. Yeah. I mean, I look a little different, but not tremendously. You know, mm, I, mm, Shirley, I, would you like to comment I, on that? I act a little different. <laughs> he but has not, no hair. But not tremendously. I'd act, he lost all of his hair. I don't think we're, you act any different. I think we're I, the same people. you got to say we've been consistent. Now, listen if you've been with us for this ride for the last 19 years the one thing you got to say is i think troy d ellerby even shirley even wes everybody that's been with us from day one those are the fab four right there we're all pretty much the same people what did you say i would say we just have we've gotten older yes we've definitely gotten older some have gotten more mature some haven't yeah (laughs) i'm a lot more laid back than i was back then a little bit well, that's because of the medication I had to get on because of you, but that's okay. And I, once again, I don't know what it is, but it works. And it has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, no, no. You yeah. you told me. I, I remember when I, I first got on my medication, the first thing he said was, he, you don't seem to yell a lot as much now. And I'm like, no, I'm on medication. Whatever it is, keep taking it. Yeah. yeah. I, seriously, you've never told me what it is. And I don't even know you need to know if I need to know. Yeah. But it works. Yeah, it's it works. Great. And I do every once in a while I'll say, Old Shirley will come out, and I'll be like, "Did you take your meds and today?" And you'll be like, "No, I didn't." 
why are you asking? <laughs> like, oh, just, you'll know if I, I don't, if I don't take my meds, yeah, if I it's, forget. It's a noticeable difference. Shirley's actually yeah. unusually calm going into the 19th football season. Usually yeah. you've uh, you've hit some nail-scratching uh, panic moments, but uh, you've you've been on easy street around here, Shirley. Kudos to you. Yeah, no, I... I Wait till game week. <laughs> no, I mean... Short game week, too. Yeah, yeah, it's a short game week, and I may be... Now, let's not put the cart before the horse here because it, that that may change. But, no, I mean, I think after 18 years at some point uh, or heading into our 19th season, at some point you just kind of go, okay, this is what we're doing now. So, um, And it also helped that last year we, because of the unique situation we were in for football season, everything was kind of, and I hate to use the word, but kind of dialed down a little bit, and that yeah. kind of helped. To where this year, if it does ramp up and kind of gets crazy like it like it has in the past, that you know I actually wouldn't stress out because I'd be like, okay, we're we're one step closer to being back to normal. I actually had to go back and look at the schedule last year and just kind of recap some of the games. I mean, there was just a, you know, I mean, they it was very disjointed. It was just it, it was a seem. weird, you know, just I I didn't remember much of the season. It was last more like year. a practice year in but, many ways. I mean, but we finished three and six. We started zero yeah. and two finished 2 and 0. Yeah. Had those two games in the middle where the the Holt Nailers Navy game could have been a different outcome and then the Tulsa game I do when I saw that score that immediately remember and got a little bit angry of what happened there but uh, I mean that 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 season could have flipped to 5 to 4 but not that it would really be much different right now of how we're talking about this team because it was such a bizarro year of just not going to the games and just, I mean, we still did our four-hour Bud Light pregame tailgate, the yeah. fifth quarter call-in show. I mean, we added YouTube and, you know, had created a lot more ways for people to listen and watch. But uh, and, and, and it was entertaining and we were there. But there was just, I feel like there's a new oomph when we're headed into this year that, uh, I mean, you hear people. I mean, how many times do you get asked a day or a week, uh, what's your Charlotte plans? You know, oh, yeah. what, what's going or on? Or how are we, we looking? Yeah. Like, I yeah. Was like, so, well, I mean, I Coach that Houston, part yeah, of it. I, mean, I get it. This yeah. time last it's, year, the, those sort of questions were not, they mm-hmm. were so far down the list yeah. of what people were actually dealing with with life that, uh, that, that it is refreshing. And, uh, you know, people getting season tickets and, and ready for pirate football here September 11th in Greenville. But definitely three weeks from today and in Charlotte, uh, people are excited. I got a new idea, Shirley, when Ellerby's on. I, I think I found his catchphrase. I find myself saying it after I listen to him talk after a while. What? When you, remember when Pee Wee Herman had his show? You're old enough to remember. And they had yeah. the word of the day. Mm-hmm. And they had the sounder for the word. We need to get that sound effect. When It would be perfect for this word bizarro world you know when it's bizarro no it's interesting no 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 no. when it goes bizarro i love the bizarro word where i find myself saying that more when he says bizarro you should hit the sound effect what would it sound like i don't know yeah, why don't you make the sound effect for us? <laughs> you know, yeah. You know I mean, why about? do I have to I'm do just, it? The Pee Wee Herman sound effect. It was I know awesome. what you're talking right, we'll about, but it. I'm not going to do And then we'll do a di- test I'm run not... later, and we'll have Ellerby say bizarro, and then we'll do, ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, just an idea. I'm having a feeling Troy watched more Pee Wee Herman than we did. Troy. Thanks for your support, <laughs> yes, Shirley. That would be correct. Go double down Chandler, on your Chandler, you even know who Pee Wee Herman is. <laughs> I do, but it's, it's way before show. my time. Yeah. Be careful. Uh, I'm glad I'm still on camera. I watched it. I, I, I watch, watch it all show. the time. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty popular I mean, I know what you're referring to. Yeah. I just can't make the sound. He was a weird dude, but I watched it. Like, I remember going, God, this guy's strange. But I found myself watching it. Yeah, he found a niche, but unfortunately, he found a niche that he could only be Pee Wee Herman the rest of his life. I mean, it was, No, there's no doubt. Now, he did come back in that yeah. one movie and was in the uh, what, He's Blow. Still, 
in the drug movie oh, with yeah, Johnny that's Depp. Right. He he was the drug yeah. dealer in that. He did kind of a little bit reinvent himself there, but for the most part, I mean, Pee Wee Herman was Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, all right, yesterday, in case you missed the show, big announcement on Pirate Radio. We we're very fired up, pumped up, excited about excitement time around here as we went official. Bizarro. Uh oh. <laughs> I didn't have that up. Sorry. It's excitement, excitement time. time. It is excitement time. As we announced our new NIL deals with the Super 7, perhaps we could call them, the ECU football players that are now a part of Pirate Radio. So uh, good to have all of them with us. We're going to, first of all, if you missed it, we are now partnered with Holton Ehlers, DJ Ford, CJ Johnson, Rajay Harris, Tyler Sneed, Bruce Bivens, and Xavier Smith. These guys will be part of our Pirate Radio family, broadcasting family, every Monday. On this program, on PRL from 3 to 6, you'll hear from these guys in an extended interview exclusively on Pirate Radio. Yeah. So during This is not like one time. This is the entire season we're going to be doing. I had someone ask me, oh, that's really cool that you're going to get them on for one show. I'm like, no, it's not one show. Every Monday. It's, it's the whole season. It's every Monday. From starting here. this Monday. Start, yes, yeah, starting this coming up Monday. So we are, we're going to hear from uh, the guys. Yes, this Monday. Now, someone's asking, where's Clip? Clip is not, you know, we joked... Earlier this week, Clip's like, am I getting fired? Clip has not been fired. He's Clip, not been replaced by these seven ECU athletes. No. <laughs> Clip, Clip is actually has a summer br- vacation. Pr- vacation plan that he does get to go on. Yes. So he'll, he'll rejoin us next week, next Tuesday. On Tuesday, at yeah. 3 o'clock. If, so, you, if you miss Clip, then uh, suck it up and deal with us for yeah, the next few days. Yeah, it's only a couple days. Yeah, calm yourself. Yeah, you'll get um, plenty of clip. He'll be here three weeks exactly. hosting a four-hour yeah. Bud Light pregame tailgate and then the fifth-quarter call-in show. So call in and love clip on those uh, game days this year. Yeah, so uh, Monday will be a lot of fun talking to those guys for our debut show with them, and then we'll keep that going all football season. I think the cool so. thing is, uh, as, as we talked about, is, is to kind of peel back the curtain and get to know the players a little bit more yeah. in a informal setting and uh, kind of what they're interested in. We've talked to these guys, obviously, off the air several times and uh, very interested in what these guys are studying. And yeah. a couple of them already, I mean, Holton, as we know, already has a business, uh, his T-shirt business yeah. that we did a podcast on. Yep. But uh, some of these other guys have uh, really big ideas outside of football. They do. So uh, I, I think it's, I think it's that, that part of it is, is you find it really interesting that they can do more than catch and tackle. And uh, and I think we'll, we'll try to bring to light some of their personalities and uh, some of the things they want to do outside of football and in their future. And as you know, some interesting hobbies these guys have that people may not know about. Yeah. They're like, wow, I would, you know, I, they were like, oh man, I would never thought this guy was into offshore fishing. Because in you know? this setting, you'll be able to talk more than that. I mean, you couldn't ask a question of like, hey, what do you like to do when you're not practicing with Coach exactly. Houston? And he's sitting two it's, seats down or yeah, stuff like it's that. It's a lot more informal, laid back. I think we'll get a lot more out of them in this type of environment. And, and of course, we'll talk football too. You yeah, know, we're, sure. We'll talk about, hey, look, what's going on with Appalachian State coming up? Uh, who, who you, uh, you know, who you concerned about matching up against? What do you see with their quarterback? All sorts of stuff. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll start this month. Monday, uh, they'll be on one on one. They'll be on with groups sometimes. So yeah. just kind of stick with us. It's uh, I, I like the term players lounge that uh, they'll be coming by the studio, being on yeah. the phone. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun here at Pirate Radio for we, sure. We put out some of the behind the scenes content uh, yesterday on our social media. If you missed it, and uh, it's still out there, you can go check it out. But the guys cutting liners and promos, as we call it in the business, and having fun with that. And, and they're look, they're all great at it. But they're, you know, and all these guys are. are tremendous d1 athletes but i was joking with holton i said you know no problem taking a snap behind 
you know, in front of 50,000 people, running a play, having to call an audible, you know, smooth as ice, gets behind one microphone, and these guys get a little nervous. It's a different skill set, you know? Well, I mean, it is. It takes a little— But no, it was fun. We just put some of the outtakes out there. Yeah, it was, no— it, it, was, it was all a good fun, but it, uh, they, they had a good time kind of ribbing each other. No, nah, it was it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we put—the outtakes were hilarious, but actually watching it live in person was, was even better. So uh, it, it's, it was cool. I was going to say uh, we have found out earlier this week that these guys are characters. They're oh, funny. Yeah. They're they're cutting up, and but that it kind of shows you that they're getting away from the football field and able to. They're having fun with this nil deal. I think. I, yeah. Especially, I think they're all excited to be a part of the Pirate Radio family now. And uh, but I was in here laughing at these guys. Raji Harris uh, actually got it flawless the first time. He did. I, I didn't have his mic on. And then so he was I, like, Man. I had the wrong microphone on, which is of course it's not easy. You know, that was the unfortunate. You can run your mouth all day. But when it comes to getting that's, the right microphone, that's what on. we call a turnover in our business. Uh, so I had the wrong. He he hit. He was the first one to go, and he hit it perfect, man. It was flawless. Mm-hmm. And sure, I was like, something's wrong. I'm not getting a clean. I was like, oh man, I had the, you know, there's four mics in here, and I'm used to sitting where you're sitting. So I had that mic on, not this mic on. So he had to redo it. So you're thinking, but he yourself. ended up doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Xavier, yeah, yeah. Xavier Smith showed off his radio oh, he's voice. Funny. He's great. Bruce Bivens almost had an injury in here with a yeah. cramp. We had our first ever studio cramp. I didn't know what happened. I thought something like he, I was he like, spazzed what? out. Yeah. Like I was really worried. Like out of a, nowhere. Like, but his leg just but cramped. But it was quick. But as quick as it happened, it went away. I planned it with him. I actually told him to punch you. Yeah, like he was having like a nervous reaction, but it, did, it didn't work. <laughs> it was he, close. He, he had a cramp in his leg instead. But, uh, yeah. First ever studio cramp. We're working to get a uh, team trainer on board now with the NIL deal next. So yeah, hey, these guys are in here. We, we might need to get paramedics in here. You never know. Uh, but that was a lot of fun with those guys. And uh, as I said, you can check out our social media with the with the outtakes there um i it's unfortunate news today we saw this earlier posted also on our social media blake prohl who is man really getting a lot of attention with the vikings and they are kind of thin at wide receiver this year what a great year to be on the vikings if you're an up-and-coming receiver shred that bears defense <laughs> well he was getting a lot of attention and they he was kind of like hey look this kid's got a chance to make the team and and get playing time unfortunately got injured looks like a knee deal this year, very unfortunate injury for Blake Pro. I hate that for him because things were going so good. Yeah, reports uh, it does look like it's a season-ending deal, but uh, maybe he can rehab. Got a lot of great looks and got a lot of great vibes with the Vikings, and uh, hopefully can stay in there with them and uh, get 100% healthy and uh, get a shot next year. Yeah, so we wish him all the best. I, I guess the positive side of it is at least he gets to stay with the team on the injured reserve list. Like they technically, I don't think can cut you when you got injured, right? Not not right now, but I think at some point they might be able to release you. But uh, if they like him and they want to be a part of the rehab process and you know have him back next year, then yeah, uh, hopefully I, so. I, I don't know all the details of how that all works, but uh, certainly tough news. But uh, we wish him a speedy recovery and uh, hopefully he can get back out there. Got a lot of attention that's for sure ecu wrapping up uh, its eighth workout now and getting ready for the first scrimmage of the year this saturday so we'll be out there covering that as we said coming up in a little bit we'll hear from coach mike houston and donnie kirkpatrick look forward to that in our ecu report brought to you by bud light uh, hv3 hit the links harold varner in the Wyndham going on in greensboro we have some friends that uh, are on location there Hopefully, uh, have you seen the latest Chandler? I didn't. I forgot to check before we went on the air where the the leaderboard, how he finished. Uh, Last time I checked, he was uh, three under, and that was tied for twenty third, I believe. Let me check and let's refresh the page here. Let's see where he's at. He should be done by now. 
Uh, it looks like he's still at minus three. The leader is at minus eight, Russell Hindley. Uh, at so the lead, two-stroke lead in the hunt, respectable, and uh, you know, and you got to figure Harold's going to have a lot of pirate fans up there, you know. In the, oh, absolutely! In the yeah. state, and there, there, I know a ton of pirates that live in Greensboro that were going to this thing. So uh, I think saying. Harold might be the most likable person on the PGA Tour. <laughs> I, I, right now, I would I like. I would like. Yeah. I mean, as I mean, I'm obviously very biased because he's an East Carolina guy, but it just seems like all the media you read about yeah, him. Yeah, Mickelson's every, pretty. Favorite. I mean, people uh, I think, like Mickelson. No, but, but you got people that I mean, Mickelson's at a different level yeah. because he's he's won, you know, and achieved so much. But I, I just think, in general, I, I just would find it hard to believe that someone could say something negative about Harold. Varner. Well, Harold just strikes you, and um, if you've talked to him, and we've had a chance to, he's just like a normal guy, you know, that, that is just doing, you know, playing professional golf. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he hasn't let it go to his head. And I, every time I've talked to him, he's been awesome. I know. I just and keep he's waiting. just a nice guy. I'll wait for that one Sunday when he's uh, the, the the one at the end. Oh, it'd be I, great. Wearing purple. Be, wear, that's going to be outstanding. I love how that's his thing too on Sundays. He always wears purple. That's the other Sunday. thing. That's pretty really cool. cool too. He hadn't hadn't forgot where his roots are. Correct. You know, he still supports the program. He comes back to ECU when he can. Uh, loves the Pirates, mm-hmm. loves loves the support in the program, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, or yeah. any other sport. Uh, always very supportive. If he can't be here, he promotes them online on his social media. I mean, he does he does a great job with that. Great ambassador. Yeah, great ambassador for East Carolina. No doubt about it. What else you got going on, Ellerby? Oh man, we're just. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's just getting ready for this uh, ECU football season coming up. A lot of excitement with uh, Pirate Radio. Uh, lots of new stuff. I mean, we had really, I don't mean you hadn't been on the air, but I mean, we, we are part of a new business now, University Sportswear, yeah. where we do uh, custom screen printing, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, promotional items, apparel. So th- there's a lot of fun things. We've got some cool merchandise. We're getting ready to roll out here at Pirate Radio very soon. So, uh, I mean, you know, Freeboot Friday, I assume, will be back in another month or so. So just the, this just seems like a lot of lot of things are starting to, to ease in. Uh, school's going to be starting back in a few weeks. I know your son's playing uh, middle school football. Yeah. Heard the coach on, you know, last week. So there's just seems to be a lot of positive things going on in the community and uh, certainly around here. And I, and I think it's it's helping a lot of businesses. There's still some businesses that are struggling and still some businesses that are doing well that just need, you know, more employees or, or having some uh, issues with uh, getting, you know, items that they need to sell. But uh, all in all, I mean, I, I feel like uh, things are getting better. And this is kind of like the last probably common weekend in Greenville before all the students start to file back in town and it becomes almost a madhouse again, which would be kind of good in many ways because everything was online last year and they sent everybody home. So it'll be kind of nice to have a buzz in the community again with students and that's getting ready to happen over the next week or so. You're going to see a big difference in traffic in Greenville around town and uh, hopefully supporting uh, local businesses that, that could definitely use the support. Um, what we need is some more student housing, I think. <laughs> Have we talked? About I don't know it? where these kids are going to live. I mean, I know where they're living, all in the student housing. I don't ever see them I, walking around. Yeah, I know. It is I, amazing. I mean, do, it, do they like teleport to class? I mean, do they like? Uh, I they, thought with all these massive complexes, like we'd see just students walking everywhere. And I'm like, we, we're the running joke is, where are they? Like, they're. I told you, I mean, we're right in the heart of downtown Greenville. I said, man, when all these student complexes finally get open, I mean, you're going to have to go like 15 miles an hour because they're all going to be staring at their cell phone crossing the street not looking but i mean that that hadn't been a problem at all yeah so it's uh, it's interesting I, I i i like the vibe i like the look of all these places and With all, uh, i mean the way they look i was going to say they probably want to stay in there oh and i know That's, a lot of these places they're they're paying so much that they need to 
spend their time. I could, and even in Vegas, listen. people walk the strip. <laughs> you got to uh, go somewhere. Most of my college career was at Ringgold Towers. Back, it was just now Campus Towers, which back then was the like. Of course, it was, it was the best. <laughs> well, it was off campus, but it was yep. technically on campus. It's right, right. It's literally across the street from us here. You yeah. see it from the studio, but there weren't many complexes like that that were right there, walkable to campus, but with private apartments that were. You know, you had Georgetown, which was on the hill, right. but. Um, I could l- let me tell you something. I could only have dreamed of a facility like they are building now for these students with the rooftop pools and the multiple workout rooms and the I mean just all the amenities they have and these you know built-in Starbucks. And I mean it's just incredible. No, I'm I'm really the, just... the way they have it now. And I mean honestly, and I'm really dating myself too because I was fortunate that I was able to stay there. When I was a freshman, a lot of freshmen were, let's say, were at Garrett Dorm or a number of these dorms, did not have AC when I came to East Carolina. Air condition was only in about half the dorms, if you can believe that. Could you imagine having a dorm right now and kids coming in without, in this day and age, no AC? Couldn't imagine it. I mean, no, I'm serious. This generation, I, I there's imagine. no way we we want to have students come to East Carolina if that was the. Tell us about no AC, Troy. Dick. <laughs> oh, you you lived in the private, off campus, right. on campus. I didn't say I did. I just said it was. Uh, there was no AC in the dorms for a lot of my friends. Now, did they have valet over there at the time? I mean, how did tell no. us? How, tell us about we, roughing it. We had a private parking lot. <laughs> did, did, but I had to park my own car. Did no one come and cut the uh, crust off your peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> over there? I mean, was it? And back then it was good, but it's nothing, nothing, nothing like these kids have it today. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible what they got today. Mm, it's it, look, it's nicer. It, these places may be nicer than they've ever lived before. I mean, honestly. Memory Lane brought to you by Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Where Troy did used to drink Bud Light. Yeah. Perhaps Actually, their no, sister college, Bush Light. Uh, I was gonna say Natural Light. This yes. Is the, the little brother of Bud Light. Yes. A lot of Natural Light when I was a freshman. Yes. Natty Light. And I see Natural Light making a comeback. Actually, I think it's still very popular, honestly, around these parts. But I see people drinking Natural Light like crazy now. Troy D's official beer during his six years at ECU was free beer. <laughs> He this is true. He did not buy much beer. And I had a lot of good deals in college. I worked downtown, had a lot of good situations. Yep. But, uh, free beer. Thanks to my friends at the Attic and mm-hmm. the Elbow, which I had partnerships with and worked at. Absolutely. It, it, was, uh, it was very good. You didn't know how good you had it back then, LRB. Yes, yes. It's um, all good. It's that's, all good. And that's why, you know, where do they, I, you were saying, where do they go? I think these places are like their own entertainment venues in many ways. Absolutely. They don't have to go anywhere. They just stay in these apartment complexes. Kids these days. Yeah. We hadn't changed a bit. Pretty much the same. Yeah. You're still talking about the past. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised he hasn't gone quite to 1989. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I love 91. That was a great year, too. And then 92, if I could relive a year, 92 might be the year. I'm going to get out of here before he talks about him and AT being uh, (laughs) student counselors or whatever you guys were. Oh, Wiley Jackson say natural light, the nectar of eastern North Carolina. You know, natural light. If there was a a beer for eastern North Carolina, it might be natural light. I do have that 1991 poster with natural light talking about Oh, yeah. With the girl on it? No, with the football. I don't know if there's a girl on it. I think it was the beer can and a football. Okay. I've got one. I think it's a schedule with a girl in the swimsuit on it. Is that your girlfriend? young troy d could have only wished um jenny weighing in from Uh. greensboro says uh harold varner said hi to me today he is so nice Mm. i heard that the only thing you have to do is like yell ecu or go pirates and he'll acknowledge yeah 
That was my Jenny uh, impersonation right there, reading her comment. I thought you were hoping Harold Warner said hi to you. (laughs) He was so nice to me today. Yes. (laughs) So, okay. That's awesome, Jenny. I'm sure she got a picture, too. Uh, Yes. Great videos and pictures from her today. I think we have them on our social media accounts. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So, check that out online. Uh, We will take a timeout. You, are you staying or do you have to go? I, I got to bounce. I've got right. uh, I got a meeting to go to. He's a busy man, Jordan. And, and you got, I mean, you got uh, Brian Bailey coming yeah. up. And we, didn't, we really haven't talked much about our new venture, uh, University Sportswear. That yes. is uh, something we're you know really proud of. We just did not that we can't do smaller runs for folks, but we just did this this for a client this week five thousand shirts yes. for one client. So if you have needs, especially uh, if you've got a bigger organization. Whether it's uh, industrial, church, land, anything, group, we can. You know, there there is no limit to how many we shirts we can do for you guys. Yeah, check so. us out, universitysportswearenc.com. Look forward to hearing Brian Bailey and all your other big guests coming up later in this program. But I'll be back Monday when the athletes are here yeah. as well. So uh, we'll uh, we'll pick up where we left off and. Uh, Maybe give away some more good stuff and uh, talk ECU football. We're going to kick off Monday, 3 o'clock, with Holt Nailers and DJ Ford in studio studio with us. So that'll be a lot of fun. So we'll uh, once again start our athletes on Monday in the Players' Lounge with us here on Pirate Radio. Be sure to ask DG about uh, the NIL deals he's heard about. It's on my list. What what cool things he's heard and uh, what he would like to do if he was an NIL athlete right now. Absolutely. All right, we'll take a timeout. This is PRL Pirate Radio Live. Troy D sitting in for Clip Brock today. Don't go anywhere. We roll on right after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Troy Dreyfus. All right, welcome back in. Good to be here filling in for Clip today, who's on a uh, summer break. Be back with us next week as we are uh, efforting to hook up with Brian Bailey. I don't, you know, uh, I, I sent him a message, surely, so he could be tied up, but uh, hopefully we'll hook up with him. We had him scheduled at the um, second half of hour one, so he'll call us when he calls us, I guess. Okay, so he'll call me. I don't have to yeah. call him. I mean, I've sent him a message and called him. So you okay, know, all right. Maybe he's got a situation. Okay, that's right. Gives me a chance to. The founder of the big the big Carolina. Which he's a busy I, by man. By the way, I don't like. I talked to a coach in the conference yesterday that I'm not going to name. I said, "What do you think of the new name?" He goes, "I don't like it. I think it stinks." Uh-huh. He didn't like it. I said, "What do you think about like Big Coastal? That would have been better." He didn't like Big Carolina. He didn't want Carolina in the name. This was a coach I taught. Wow. Did not express my opinion. I have no personal opinion. I asked him. I don't know why. What was wrong with the name and what it was? It was already taken. Yeah, Names taken. Here's, here's, Ellerby had a good idea. Whoever wins the conference this year then gets to name it. 
I think it should be the Big Bailey. The Big I, Bailey Conference. I like that better than the Big Carolina. <laughs> I like Big Coastal. Tell Bailey that when he comes on the line. Big Coastal Conference, the BCC. I'm the BCC, going to tell It's still him. the BCC. Where the hell is he? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> gives me That's a, ch- a great question. Gives me a chance to... Your crack, name stinks, Bailey! <laughs> crack open an ice-cold... Refreshing Celsius. Have Celsius. you guys? Have you been on of this? So a friend of mine put me on of these. And he's kind of a workout fiend, uh-huh. and I'm trying to get rocked up a little bit. You know, uh, Troy, yeah. that Troy Dreyfus is rocked up. I, if, look, I would love for Coach Houston, like a few months from now, going, "Damn, that Troy D. He is rocked <laughs> up." Like I'll know I've arrived if I can get that. But anyway, he put me on of these. These are kind of interesting drinks. Usually, you can only get them in four packs. I was at Clean Eats today eating with my buddy Scott Muller. And he sells them individually. He's got like all the flavors. So like I could just get one and try and see before I go get a four or eight pack of them. Because mm. they're kind of expensive, man. It's, I bought one before my workout today. Is it like an energy drink? Yeah, it's kind of, it's like a healthy, healthy energy, natural caffeine drink. Accelerates mm. metabolism and burns body fat. Wow. I need to get so, on that. I went and got one. Like so a, you're saying if I drink enough of that, not only will I be hyper, I'll be skinny. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you'll definitely be hyper. I don't I think need it to has be a hyper. lot. Of, Get you hyper. Has a lot of caffeine. No sugar. It's gluten free. What are the carbs on that? Do you know? Uh, that's a good question. I hadn't even looked at that. I'm watching. Are there my carbs, carbs in a drink like this? What are you on? Some diet? Uh, low carb. I did it last year. Lost like 40 pounds. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't. Well, they don't list carbs on the uh, on the little. Uh, thing like wow. that so i don't know that's a good question look for carbohydrates well, if it's gluten-free there's probably no carbs in it or i don't know anyway so this one i went with a uh this is the cucumber lime flavor mm, usually I, i'm an orange usually i'm an orange guy i like the orange drink this i'm is a go- mango guy this is kind of going i said you know what this sounds refreshing i'll go a little cucumber lime have it during the show give me a little pep up you know in case i need it so anyway that's just my tidbit right there this, that's my new drink. Nice. Celsius. Surely, you should try If I get one, would you try it? I would try it. All right. I'll get I you just, one. But it, it's like what? Like a sparkling water kind of thing? Yeah, it's not water. It's more like an energy drink. Mm-hmm. Like it has a little boost kick to it. Like yeah, it tastes but better see, than sparkling water. I've been water. off of caffeine for quite some time. Oh, uh, so. yeah. You're probably not going to like this. Lindell oh. says, uh, I'm with Troy, Big Coastal. Thank I you, don't man. care. As a Farmville Central grad, I don't care. Because I'm not in the conference. All right. Five bucks says that's Bailey. (laughs) Talked to a new Farmville Central coach uh, earlier this week, Ron Cook, former Virginia Tech Hokie. uh, Played against the Pirates in 2000 uh, when they beat down David Garrard and Steve Logan on that Thursday night, that dreadful Thursday night. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. All right. You owe me five bucks? No, I didn't take you up on the bet. Oh, come on. Nope. No, I'm not giving you $5 anyway. You owe me $5. Let's go to the Fixed Dead Sea live line. Brian Bailey is joining us from Parts Unknown today. What's up, Double B? What's going on? Anything good? Oh, just we were just talking about you. All I hear about this week is, Brian Bailey named a conference. Brian Bailey named a conference. And Brian Bailey could have named that conference the Big Coastal, which I thought was a great name, which you also came up with. I talked to uh, the coastal is already being used though. You can't- oh, it is. Okay, all right. I talked to a high school coach yesterday that I'm not going to mention, and I said, "What do you think of the big name Big Carolina?" He goes, "It stinks. I don't like it." Really? Yeah. <laughs> and 
That coach don't matter no way. Oh, be careful now. He might be a friend of yours. <laughs> Chandler said we should call it the Big Bailey Conference, the BBC. Uh, they, all, they all tell me they like it, and they're probably all behind. They're like, oh, I hate it. But I, I didn't twist their arms. Yeah. I just thought it was better. Was it still up for discussion, or like how, like they had to come up with a name right then, or what's the deal? Well, the ADs were meeting, and the, the deal was that they were going to be the Big East 3A, 4A, but the Big East was already taken by a 2A, 3A league. So they couldn't be the Big East because they also have 3A teams, and the big, this other Big East had 2As and 3As. So they had to come up with something different. And so I was joking with them about, you know, let's, let's, let's think of this thing out. Let's, let's get a real good name for this conference because this is a great conference, you know, with great teams in it. And so – so they, they, they were talking, so I was interviewing coaches. I walked back in, and I said, what you guys come up with? And they go, we're just going to stick with Eastern Carolina 384. I was like, come on, man. We can do better than that, can't we? So I started laughing, joking with them, and then we came up with the big Carolina 384, which I, I'm not saying it's the greatest name in the world. I thought it was better than the Eastern Carolina 384. Yeah, so uh, high school football starts a week from Friday, right? Yeah, a week from Friday. Most teams, uh, a lot of teams had, had – uh, scrimmages yesterday trying they're allowed to do a couple of different things so a lot of teams would scrimmage uh on wednesday and then they'll go to a jamboree type setting i think beaufort county had a little jamboree uh last night as well but uh yeah they, they get a chance to see other teams and then and, and try to work on their own things Conley had tarboro yesterday morning that's always a tradition that's always fun to go out there it's always hot and it was you know, it didn't disappoint again rose was supposed to scrimmage at West Craven last night with Kinston. And West Craven has some issues right now with COVID. And so that was canceled. And then they were going to try to go to North Lenore and scrimmage with Kinston and North Lenore. And that didn't work out. So they ended up hosting Kinston last night. Michael Allen looked good. I was out there for a little bit of that. He's one of the best players in the uh, in the state, most, like, uh, most certainly. And he's uh, committed to NC State. Brian Bailey, join us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Uh, Bailey, on Monday's show, we talked about. Uh, oh, by the way, when you mentioned, I want to very quickly. You were talking about high school football. I want to mention Pirate Radio once again, home of the DH Conley Vikings. We'll have all their games on the radio dial, home and away once again for DH Conley football. Appreciate our partnership with those guys, as always. Uh, Rob Maloney and Nate Connor and uh, the whole crew over there always do such a great job behind the scenes for us. And uh, Alan Vick will once again be on the call, so we look forward to that. Uh, coming up a week from Friday, uh, one of the big news stories this week, we were talking about this the other day. You, you probably heard some of our show on Monday with Corey Scott, the uh, all-star Little League coach. And I know you covered this earlier in the week. You had Corey on your sportscast, too. Just such a terrible, unfortunate situation for those guys in the Southeast Regional two wins away really one of the best probably the odds on at that time favorite to move on and, and the, plus they were sending two teams from that region to Williamsport had an extremely strong chance to be one of those two teams they hadn't lost a game in the tournament yet this year and then gets eliminated due to what we found out would be a false COVID positive test which ended up not being uh, a positive test the kid did not have COVID Got sent home. Uh, it's been well documented on, on, online how poorly treated the, the parents and the team felt that they were by Little League International. I, and then I, I just found it kind of sick irony, Bailey. Yesterday, Little League International sends out a release. Of course, they're doing the softball tournament here in Greenville, the Softball World Series, which looks great, by the way. And uh, we were watching some of that earlier 
on uh, on ESPN Plus. A couple of the girls have tested positive on one of the teams, and they're still letting you know those girls are out, and they're letting the team play. I say, well, why couldn't they have done that with the Greenville team? And just even if there was one kid they weren't sure about, let him sit out and let the rest of the team play. It really is kind of baffling, isn't it? Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to it all, and that's why you know we submitted. I submitted three different emails to Little League to have someone just speak about it because if they have a if they have a rhyme or reason to it, they need to let everybody know what the rhyme or reason is, and it just doesn't make any sense. And you, you know, you hate it for the Greenville team, you hate it, you know, for Tar Heels All Star squad not to be able to at least compete. It's one thing, as we talked about a number of times. If, you lose a game on a bad call, that's part of baseball. If you lose a game on a bad hop, that's part of baseball. But to lose it on a bad, you know, COVID test, that's just, you know, we keep hoping that this thing should go away. And we keep thinking we're getting closer and closer to normalcy. But I don't know if we'll ever be normal again. But it just, it just, it didn't make any sense. And, and somebody, that's the frustrating part with, with this Little League World Series is that every time you send an email to ask a question, they don't answer. They send you, they send you a link. I mean, I've never, I've never dealt with anything like that where you ask us an easy question like, "Hey, can, can we, you know, can we shoot video of the teams practicing?" And the email came back, "No, pursuant to our our bylaws, and here's a link to them. Uh, we don't give out any practice information." I mean, so common sense has to come into play at some point. I mean, it just doesn't. You know, I, I don't know. I've, I've been frustrated with with them, and I've kind of just, you know, we'll do what we can. And I think it's a great event for Greenville. Don't get me wrong. I hope this stays here forever because it puts Greenville, North Carolina on the map. We all know Greenville's a special place. We all love it. But, you know, it's just kind of kind of an odd, you know, deal. And some people have told me, so, well, it's because of the COVID. And I'm like, well, some of this stuff has nothing to do with COVID. It's just, it's just it's baffling to me while you can't, you know, get an answer to, to easy questions without getting a link to a PDF file. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and it's, uh, I don't quite understand it myself, but that's how they decide to run things. I guess that's their choice. Um, all right, so, I, and unfortunately, I you know, I kept wondering, what's the recourse for this team? I guess there really, unfortunately, isn't any. I don't know what it's, where this has happened to other teams in the Little League uh, World Series tournament, but their, their leagues are representing them and standing behind them. I don't know if anyone has taken it to court yet with litigation. I heard that that was going to happen in some other spots in the country. I, have you heard if that's happened yet, Bailey? No, I haven't. The, the closest I've seen to that was the, the scathing letter that the, that the parents, you know, sent the Little League, which, which you know, just spelled it all out. And it was it was pretty intense. I mean, it was it was something that to, to read and, to, you know, to understand you know, how they feel. I think that was the worst part about it because as soon as they had the COVID, it's, it's, like, it's like they panicked and said, hey, you got to get out. You got to get, you got to, you know, you're gone. You're out. You know, and it's like Corey said, nobody from Little League has called and checked on them, checked on the kid who had three negative tests after that. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a black eye for sure for Little League, and I think that they could have handled things a lot a lot better. Yeah, I agree, and it's just unfortunate uh, that that this is the way they chose to handle it and the divide that it's caused now. But uh, it's you know it, it's a story, and people are talking about it. That's for sure. Uh, it hadn't gone away this week. That's one thing. Um, how about uh, on a different note, Bailey? Did you watch Hard Knocks by any chance? Oh, yeah. yeah I checked out Hard, Hard Knocks out. What you think? I saw the last 30 minutes of it. Uh, what was your take? The first 30 minutes were better than the last 30 minutes. But, you know, it, it's kind of 
I, I think the whole Hard Knocks deal over the years, I used to watch it every year. No matter what team it was, I'd always watch it. And then I kind of got, it kind of got old to me a little bit. And I got to the point where I'd watch it if, if it was on. If I was, had nothing else to do, I'd turn it on. But, but with the Cowboys, obviously I wanted to see it. And I thought it was okay. I mean, I didn't think, I didn't think it was great, but it was, you know, it had its little cutesy moments with things. And, you know, I really liked Dak Prescott's attitude when they took him out because of his strained shoulder that, you know, he really wanted to get in there. And I think that that's the kind of quarterback that he is. And hopefully he's not, you know, injured again with that big contract of his. But it, it was all right. Will it be more entertaining in future episodes, you think? Uh, well, I think for a Cowboy fan, it's interesting because you try. I always like the part, whether it's the Cowboys or whatever it is, that you can see you know, some of the guys that you don't know if they're going to make it or not. That's the whole catch to, to hard knocks, with them, no matter what team it is, because they'll, they'll, they'll feature a player or two that they're right on the bubble. You know, will they make it or, will, you know, or won't, they, will, won't they make it? And I think that's the best part of the show, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of that later on. ACU going into their first scrimmage of the season this Saturday. What are your expectations going into that? You know, I really I couldn't go to the press conference today, and I was just listening to some of it. I thought it was hilarious when Coach Houston started by saying, "I don't know what day it is." I was thinking about that old Chicago uh, song. Does anybody really know what time it is? But you know, they've gotten to the point with camp where you know every day it's like Groundhog Day, and, and now it's hot, and that heat is really you know intense. I was really encouraged to hear him say how how well practice went yesterday, and they kind of backed off a little bit today as they try to get their legs back and get them ready for that first scrimmage. But, uh, you know, scrimmages are hard to tell what's going on. You know, every year the defense will have one good one, the offense will come back and have a good one. So we'll just have to wait and see. I just can't wait till September the 2nd gets here. Speaking of that Mike Houston press conference, uh, well, I got you on hold the line, Bailey. We got uh, Mike Houston's opening comments. This was uh, you were referencing some of this uh, today after practice. Here's what Coach Houston had to say. I don't know what day it is. Uh, but uh, whatever day of practice, uh, you, the, you see, it's Thursday. Yeah, I mean, that, you know that is the deal with camp. I mean, you know, you get and uh, you get in these these things. I mean, it's the same schedule no matter what day of the week it is, and so you really do you lose track of what day it is. I mean, the kids they talk about it and they laugh about it, and um, you know it has been very very similar the last several days with the you know the weather and you know all that stuff. So, uh, but uh, you know another solid day. Um, Maybe not quite uh, what I wanted today, but I uh, can't say I didn't expect it a little bit. Had a really, really physical practice yesterday. Yesterday was, I mean, one of the better practices, not the best practice I've had since we've been here as far as the way they competed, the way we executed. Uh, the physicality was very, very high. Uh, so we did back off of them a little bit today uh, to try to get ready for Saturday. You know, and I, I told them, I said, you know, what you showed yesterday was, hey, you know, we got a chance to be a really good football team. Now it's, you know, the stuff that we got to control because it comes down to the execution. It comes down to the discipline. It comes down to, you know, not making those big mistakes or those small mistakes. Uh, you know, those are the factors we've got to continue to iron out uh, as we push towards, uh, you know, the scrimmage Saturday and as we push towards our, our opener. Referencing what you had mentioned, kind of the fog of camp here, the halfway point right now, all the days start to blur together. But the takeaway from that, Bailey, for me was, hey, this is the best practice not he's had for this camp, but since he's been here. So uh, very optimistic words from Coach Houston today. Yeah, that's exactly what I took away from it because, 
you know, Houston doesn't throw around compliments too often. And to say that that was the best practice that they've had since he's been here, I mean, that shows a lot. And I think they have a chance to be a really good football team. And it comes down to execution and it comes down to making those mistakes. And, you know, East Carolina is a program that historically can't go out and make a lot of mistakes and win football games. Even when they're, they have a good year, they can't do that. So, uh, But I think that, you know, the, the parts are starting to, to get into place for this football program, and hopefully we'll start seeing the turnaround this year. Bailey, uh, how about these NIL deals? We made a little bit of news yesterday with uh, what we're doing with a number of the play, football players this season, and they'll be featured every Monday here on PRL from 3 to 6. We're going to kick it off this Monday with all the guys. I joked with you earlier, our original NIL deal with Brian Bailey 18 years ago. Yeah, all of a sudden I've got the feeling i got to renegotiate. Well, we had to make room for you, so we might have to end our NIL. No, I'm just kidding. We're not ending our NIL deal with you. But uh, great. You were the longest-running NIL deal in many ways with Pirate Radio, if you want to look at it that way. I had the NIL deal before I even knew what the NIL Exactly. I still don't know what it is, to be honest with you. We've been using Bailey's name, image, and likeness ever since we started Pirate Radio. Right. Um. How much gas you got left in the tank for you, Bailey? You're the kind of the senior guy now around here. That there's been a change at a uh, number of your competitors on TV that uh, folks that have been there for a while aren't there anymore. So you're like the last of uh, you know the dinosaurs that are around that the uh, people that would recognize on on TV. The last of the Mohicans. Yeah, remember that movie? Yeah. I was going to say that, and I was like afraid if I say, "Oh, is that like politically incorrect nowadays?" You know, you're so worried about like what you can say, can't say. We but. saw that movie when I was a kid, so that's why I thought maybe we can go ahead and say that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really it's a different industry now, and I've been lucky enough that I've been able to adapt so far. My goal is to work until I'm 72, so I'm 59, so I got plenty of gas left, hopefully. And uh, but they're they're going to kick me out of here one of these days, so I'll be I'll be trying to sign another deal with Pirate Radio probably. At some yeah, point. can we do like when that day ends? I remember the party we had for the anchor uh, Alan Hoffman. Yeah. Or you, I was there, but you guys kind of had it for him, I guess. Channel 9 did. We need to do like a big celebration when you kind of hang it up. I would like to do a roast. Yeah. Can we do a Brian Bailey roast? I think when, we should do something like that and have like have like a nice dinner and like sell tickets and give all the proceeds to you know, a great cause like the Exceptional Baseball League or Special Olympics. Yeah. I, well, I think we give it to whatever – it's your deal, so we give it to whatever organization or organizations you choose. But that would be a lot of fun. The Brian Bailey Scholarship Fund. <laughs> but no, the, yeah, one, of those, one of those great causes, that'd be that, – yeah, yeah, the Brian Bailey Roast. We'll wait till you're ready to retire. That way, if, if too much information comes out, you're retiring anyway and it won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know how those things can get sideways sometimes, Bailey. We hope we can wait a while for that. Yeah, plus it'll give us more time to get good material. Yeah. We've got plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> I was gonna say we got we got a truckload of material already, but it could always use more. Yeah, that's true. Any good Brian Bailey stories lately? We have no, we got to get back together with a press box show. Usually we have uh, one or two of those from the summer. Anything happen on the uh, vacation down at where were you? Barbados or somewhere? Uh, we were in St. Martin. St. Martin. Uh, yeah, we had a good time. It was weird. Oh, I, I did. I did have one story. I thought about you. About I knew it. We were we were said we went to this beach. I believe it was on the French side of St. Martin's. We go to this beach and we're going to eat lunch there. So we're we're sitting you know around and 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 people are on the beach and they're in the water. The water's beautiful. Obviously, people are on the beach. All of a sudden, I hear somebody yelling and, and a little scuffle. And I look up and everybody's running out of the water. 
And, and somebody says, there's a shark. I'm like, there's not a shark in there. And here comes the shark swimming right through the water. I was like, holy, that's a shark right there in that water. I got a great piece of video of it. And then, so we go back to eating, and I'm looking around thinking, well, nobody's going to get in that water. Sure enough, everybody starts going back in the water. I was like, man, this is crazy. So then I was like, what am I going to do? So I said, well, I might be a steak dinner for the shark, but I'm going to get back in the water, too. So we all got back in the water. It was, yeah. it was, kind, of, it was kind of fun. It's kind of clear water there, too, so you can kind of see a lot of the oh, stuff, right? You can see it. No, you can see it. Yeah. The weird part was I was in there snorkeling. Every once in a while, you'd see like a like a dark, you know, like the clouds above you. And when you're snorkeling, you see this dark area, you're like, uh-oh. But then you it wasn't a shark. So. Wow. I'm not like you elite types that get to go vacation St. Martin. That's pretty awesome. That's just, that's pretty special right there. And that's in the Melissa Bailey Scholarship. Bailey, Bailey in the 1%ers up there well, over at St. Martin. I don't have a place at the beach. <laughs> so you get to go to nice places, B. That's awesome. Uh, I've never been there. It looks it looks cool. So it, it's like divide, it's two countries, right, depending on what side you're on. Yeah. One side is, is the Dutch side. One side is the French side. It was uh, it was fun. It, Which we, side do you like and, better? Uh, I guess we, we stay on the Dutch side, so I guess it, you know that's where the um, the resort right there is by the airport. The reason we wanted to go it was Bella's 18th birthday, and she really loved it. The last time you're right there by the airport, the planes fly right. You know, you're, you're so close to the planes, it's crazy. Oh yeah, I've seen that. We would sit there for hours and just you know watch the planes come in. And there's no like there's no drinking age in a country like that, right? Or it's like 16 or something. It's 18. 18. So she turned 18. So what, what drinks did she get? She would get, well, the funny part about that, she would get a mango smoothie. And usually we would tell them, you know, just, you know, just a virgin mango smoothie. But sometimes she'd go there and order it herself. And a couple of times, I'm not sure what she ended up with. <laughs> She'd let her have a good time, Bailey. It's her birthday. She's a legal age limit in that country. Happy birthday. Yeah. She had a good time. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we'll ha- hook up with you again next week. And we'll uh, we'll have to get a press box back together. We got to get Meador in here, you in here, Billy Weaver. If we can pull him away from this beach breakfast, I think he's getting ready to pull away from us. Yeah, and on social media, there, they're getting ready to stop for the for the winter. Did you did you get down there for a bagel yet? I have not. I've been to St. Martin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, he doesn't hang out with the low lifes down at Salter Path. He's in St. Martin. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. All right, good stuff, B. Have a uh, have a good weekend. We'll talk with you again next week. Sounds good. John Gilbert is one of my guests for uh, Monday show. For Brian. Good point. Uh, I want to mention you're back to your regular time Monday at noon live. Monday at noon live on all platforms of Pirate Radio. So we'll have that all on our video platforms, our audio platforms, uh, and our streaming platforms. And then it'll be encored on Pirate Radio at six p.m. when uh, Monday. So Monday. Kind of, you kicked it off this week, had a great show with all the high school guys, uh, but we did it Tuesday to accommodate their media day, which was going on at noon at Parker's. It's like the big Carolina 384, so it may have been one of them that has flipped on me. But How about this? I got a better name for you, and you could have done it right then. The big barbecue conference. <laughs> That's what, that does make sense. Yeah. Y'all were having the media day at Parker's Barbecue. Yeah, that would have been good. Bet you Billy would have loved that. The big the the BBC Big Barbecue Conference. Let's see. That would get a lot of buzz. The big Carolina three eight four. All right, B. Have a good one, man. Sounds good. Take care. All right, talk to you soon, Brian Bailey from Channel Nine, checking in with us. Remember, Brian Bailey show back at it 
this Monday coming up at noon on court at 6 p.m. Well, a big God, we got a lot going on Monday, guys. We got Brian Bailey coming in here at noon with the AD, John Gilbert. Uh, I'll be filling in again for Clip on Monday, so uh, I'm going to have all the players join us during those three hours. So I'm still working on on the final schedule, but I've got uh, go ahead and spill the beans. I'm going to open with Holton and uh, DJ Ford is the plan in the three o'clock hour. Then we're going to also hear from CJ Johnson, Rajay Harris, Tyler Sneed, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith. We're going to have all those guys on. Uh, on Monday's PRL. That's going to be a lot of fun. A little mixture of both offense and defense. Yeah, it's a good blend yeah. of everybody. It really is, of uh, the playmakers on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, look forward to hearing from those guys. For the first time, at least here on Pirate Radio, in this new NIO world we're living in. Speaking of which, we're going to talk to David Glenn coming up in Hour 3 today. I'd like to get his perspective, you know, and how what type of deals other schools and other players, athletes are getting. You know, I'm reading stories about this nationwide. You know, it's getting a lot of buzz. Um, different play, you know, obviously bigger schools, bigger money, different things. But uh, it's a whole new world out there for these college uh, athletes. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was just looking. I'm trying to find the tweet right now. Here it is. Uh, Brett McMurphy just tweeted out about 15 uh, minutes ago. Uh, 36 BYU walk-ons have entered into agreements with a uh, manufacturer of a healthy protein bar and will see and will receive a payment that is equivalent to the cost of tuition so that's how they're doing their nils and that's to have a walk-on yeah these are 36 walk-ons so basically these are non-scholarship players but uh, they sign an NIL agreement, and it's going to be basically the equivalent of how much it costs to go to BYU. Huh. Interesting. Mm. So yeah. that's and that's thirty six of them. And so I that's a that's lot a of money. Because I think going into this, a lot of people were like, "Well, what about the no names? What about the non scholarship athletes?" And I think that's a good example of how to distribute. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be going on everywhere, no. obviously. But no, some, but I, that is an interesting way of donor. doing it. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, we'll take a timeout. That's going to wrap up hour one. Going into hour two here on PRL. Going to hear from uh, Grinny on the world of golf. We'll get an update at the Wyndham. What's going on there? I bet you he, he might be there. We'll have to find out. Maybe. Uh, Jeff Nadu going to be checking in with us. Steven Igo coming up all in hour two. Hour three, David Glenn, Morgan Ehlers. Also a free beer giveaway coming up. Our ECU report. We'll hear from Coach Houston and Coach Donnie Kirkpatrick. There is a lot more to go. As we have just wrapped up hour one of PRL, don't go anywhere. Two more hours coming your way right after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on their or at their location rather on Greenville Boulevard. 
Oh, boy. You got to love typos on this uh, nice little read sheet. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Here's Troy Dreyfus. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Uh, man, this out. It's flown by. You know, it's been a while since I've been, you know, I'm riding co-pilot a lot, but being back as the captain here, forgot how quick things can go. Mm-hmm. You got to learn. You got to two take more it. hours, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I calling it too early of how fast it is going? Yep. All right. Yeah, that right. and the fact that you know the brakes are not as long as you think they are. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, got. To, I'm exercising good brake management, trying to guide the plane, nice and steady. You're doing good so far. I think we've had a good flight so far. Thank you for flying with Pirate Radio. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go out back to the fixed NC live line. Mark Gritty is there. He is the host of the Golf Shop Radio Show, heard exclusively Saturdays, 8 to 10, live every Saturday morning. Uh, Grinny, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's, it's all good until you hear whoop, whoop, pull up, and then the pilot's in trouble. <laughs> well, hopefully we're not having any of those situations, so we're just going to keep it on autopilot nice and steady, Grinny. Uh, there you go. Boy, big tournament for golf. For a guy that that follows golf for a living, that loves golf, that plays golf, it's got to be a pretty big deal. It's not in Charlotte, but it is in Greensboro. Pretty big deal when the Wyndham's back in town. Yeah, it's up the street. It's a, it's a big event. They got a, they got a really good field, one of their better fields. Uh, it is the last event of the regular season. So what you get is um, a lot of the top players don't don't get into it. I mean, we saw a couple of uh, late withdrawals this week, like Louis Oosthuizen and Patrick Reed. Um, these guys are safely in the playoffs, uh, safely in at least the first couple of events. So, you know, there's a, a chance to take a week off with the busy schedule that they've had. But for other guys down around the 120 to, let's say, 135 range, they're trying to make sure that they either stay in the top 125 or get into the top 125. So this is a huge event for them so that they can at least get into the next playoff round. Yeah, this is like the last kind of big tournament before the uh, playoffs begin, right? Yep, yep. So they, this is it, and then they got three playoff events. And then the funny thing is, the season's over. A new season starts, and, you know, we're laughing because the new schedule came out recently. And, man, if you start looking at the schedule, when you get to the Masters at Augusta National in April of 2022 – the season's like more than halfway over at that point. So April, the season's halfway over, man. It's it's unreal how this wraparound season works now. That is kind of weird. Explain that for folks that, that haven't been following it, how uh, the golf season is working now. Yeah, so when they, when they instituted these playoffs, and what they wanted to do was they really wanted to get the playoffs uh, kind of over before the NFL season kicked in because we all know on a Sunday afternoon, the majority of the country is watching NFL football, and they're not watching golf. So how do we spice things up a little bit? We create playoff events. They've gone from four playoff events to three playoff events uh, to try and make it a little bit more uh, volatile and a little more important to play in these things. And then we immediately kick off a new season. Um, so it's called the wraparound season. So any event that takes place other than the Ryder Cup after these three playoff events kicks off the new season. So um, it's kind of interesting how this works out, and um, you know we get to see some playoff golf before NFL season starts, and really kind of like as college football season starting to get going too. So uh, the PGA Tour really trying to get the biggest bang out of their uh, their network buck. 
Got you. Uh, Got to ask you about Harold Varner the third. He is our guy here from Greenville. Of course, East Carolina University, uh, HV3. How you like his chances? I think he's finished the first round down th- three under. Uh, how, how is it looking for him this week, weekend? Yeah, uh, HV3 still got to get that flat stick working, man. He's got to make more putts. If you traditionally look at his strokes game putting, that's where he's been struggling. Um, and I think it starts to put a lot of pressure on the rest of his game. So, um, you know, if he's hitting if he's hitting fairways and hitting greens, he's got to start rolling into some of these putts he can get going low. The good news for HV3 is he came into this week 72nd on the list. Um, he's projected right now to move up one spot. So he'll at least be in the first event. He'll be right on, he's right on the border of the second event, uh, maybe if it finishes up. So he's got a little work to do to make sure he at least gets two events in. Um, but right there, you know, three under, you don't win it on Thursday, but you can certainly lose it on Thursday is the, is the big saying. So uh, a good start for HB3. Just got to get that putter working and see if he can get it hot and get up at the top of the leaderboard. Granny, what are you going to be talking about this Saturday on the show? Uh, as we mentioned, you can hear it here on Pirate Radio, 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. Uh, what's the hot topics going to be this week? Well, you know, we, we are going to talk a lot about the, the Wyndham Championship. We also have the, the U.S. Amateur going on. Um, unfortunately, they've had a huge amount of rain delays in that event. I mean, that thing starts off with, with two rounds of stroke play, cuts it down to 64 players, and then they start match play. Well, man, they didn't get their first two rounds in. Then even the, they had a 12-player-for-one-spot playoff. And that thing took forever and a day to get started. They're still trying to get through their first round of matches. And the, the final's supposed to be um, on Sunday. So they're going to be way behind. they got a lot of catching up to do. So we'll check in on that as well. But, you know, the Wyndham, again, is the big thing. I mean, you know, although it's, it's interesting, usually you only see a couple guys fall out and a couple guys fall in. And if you look at just even, you know, as we're kind of, maybe getting towards the two-thirds of the way done of round one. As the projected standings look right now, there's only two guys getting punted out and two guys getting punted in. So it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of thing plays out. I mean, you got big names like Adam Scott, Matt Kuchar, and Ricky Fowler uh, all vying. Ricky Fowler started at 130. He's not have a, he's even par through 11 holes today, puts him 133rd. He's on the outside looking in. He's got to get going. So we'll, we'll pay a lot of attention to that. Mark, good stuff. Uh, appreciate your partnership as always. Look forward to hearing you guys and the crew with the Golf Shop Radio Show, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. here on Pirate Radio. And uh, thanks for checking in with us as always, and we'll talk with you again next week. All right, thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. All right, thank you so much as we uh, hear from Granny. Speaking of golf, Chandler, you're a kind of – you still like to smack it around some, don't you? Have you played lately? Yeah, actually, I played a few weeks ago. Me and a buddy went to uh, took him out there to Ironwood and played. And then I'm actually playing this weekend with a uh, uh, roommate of mine from college that I haven't seen in a while. He moved down to Columbia, South Carolina, so it's his birthday this weekend. So we're going to hang out and play some golf this weekend. So whenever I get a chance to hit the links, I do. Yeah, I hadn't played since the Delcor Super Bowl tournament. Played in that. Earlier. How'd you do? Oh, we were average, average, average. Uh, you know, it was okay. I the uh, I just I don't know. I've realized my clubs are too old, and I'm not willing to make the investment in new clubs, even though yeah. it probably helped me a lot because I don't get to play enough. I suggest if you I don't play, do it. If I played, if I bought them, I'd probably play better. But then I never really get enough to play them enough to get better. So right. it's like a vicious cycle. 
So and and now I hear like to get new clubs, it's really expensive. Yeah, golf. It, I mean, it, it might be a twelve hundred. Someone told me it's like, well, but you better fork over a thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean, by golf, the time you get clubs and you know drivers and irons, you know, it could be a fifteen hundred dollar investment, yeah, if not more. Just getting one club is expensive. Imagine somebody getting a whole new bag and a whole new set of clubs. Yeah. I mean, golf is a fun hobby to have and to do but it it takes a lot of money to enjoy it yeah and the other problem i just don't have the time like just with right. the way that where the boys are right now and everything else and going on we're busy here i don't have a lot of, if you're retired i get it you know because i mean it takes a good four hours to play mm-hmm. around a golf i yeah. don't have that uh, you know i'm gonna be here for four hours or i'm gonna be with the boys or doing something at the beat you know i just i don't know i don't have enough passion to carve out that much time and even if i could i don't know where it would come from yeah i mean i i, so, I grew up playing golf I'm not anti-golf I lo- i've lived on multiple golf courses yeah i played a lot of golf last summer when i was you know laid off from my previous job and had a lot of time on my hands i played golf almost every single day and and saw my game improve but then you know i started working here at pine radio a lot last fall got the job and now i'm here full time so i don't get to play that much anymore but yeah. whenever i get a chance to um i i try to get out there but i'm gonna try to get out there as much as i can because when it gets cold i you won't see me on the golf course yeah so uh, i think you I'll, see a lot like when you're younger you can play a lot and then when you're older you can play a lot absolutely you know it's that in between age that middle age it's tough golf is a great sport because you can play it as long as you want that is to. true uh back home there's you know 80 year old men that go out there almost every yeah. single day if your back is not, healthy i know right. some guys have back issues can't play anymore yeah so you know? neat but yeah. for the most part it's not like you can play football your whole life if you stay right. somewhat healthy i mean look at john daly you know he's not exactly the, the picture the of men's guy. health <laughs> and he's still play, you know hell that guy's playing almost professionally still i believe you know? he played in a tournament last weekend uh but i'm sure he was at the bottom of the barrel when it came to standings because i think john daly and he's going through some health issues with like cancer i don't know if he's gone through i don't think he's through that yet if he is awesome but uh yeah he's still out there he still enjoys the game his son uh little john daly is actually going to play at arkansas where he played is that his name little john daly call him lj so wow yeah uh if you haven't seen it john daly has a documentary on espn somewhere i think it's a 30 for 30 it's called grip it and rip it uh i think so or grip or grip it or hit it hard or something like that and he's actually also uh uh he's in the he's into music he could actually uh he has a few songs Hmm. so he's an interesting guy but yeah golf is a great sport to like like we said you can play as long as you want to there's I mean, I, I watch 80, 82-year-old men back at home play on nine holes every every morning. Yeah. I saw uh, Fred Durst. You know who that is? Mm-mm. Lead singer of Limp Biscuit. You familiar? So, like, they were relevant, like, back in the 90s. Well, they're kind of making a comeback now. There was this uh, documentary on HBO. I think it was HBO or Showtime, one of those channels, about what happened at the 99 Woodstock, how, what a disaster yeah, it was. Yeah, called The up. Music Box, and they have yeah. different, different... I forgot about that because but it ended like just in a complete anarchy you know was, they didn't have basically a, turned into a riot as well yeah they didn't have enough you know facilities for people you know you had tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people there not enough facilities and it just was a absolute not enough food and it ended up ending like in a riot but they tried to you know they're saying the way he got the crowd worked up into a frenzy was the start of like they they were trying to say well we were trying to get Fred Durst to calm the crowd down. And his if you've ever heard Limb Biscuit songs, they're not exactly calm down songs. No. They're they're gonna ramp R- you up. Ramp you up. But 
I saw he made he was in Chicago. I didn't even know uh, Lollapalooza is still a thing, but they had a concert mm-hmm. in Chicago, and he was one of the headliners with Limp Biscuit, and he had a new look. Like he looked like a like uh, his handlebar mustache. He came out with his dad jacket, and they're they're calling it his dad look. And uh, it kind of reminded me over of like a, like a skinnier John Daly a little bit. <laughs> his hair was white. I mean, it was wild. Have you seen him? Yeah. Surely. I I have not seen I mean, a picture of him recently, pull, but I have heard up. the story. So I watched. Yeah. I ended up uh, uh, amazingly. You know, I mean, you know how YouTube is with music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I guess because it was the Lollapalooza people putting it out there. I don't know, but his, the entire his entire show from Chicago from a week ago was on, was available online for mm-hmm. free. Yeah. So I watched it. It was pretty wild. I mean, and it was like kind of having a flashback to 1990s. You know, because mm-hmm. it's all the same songs. And he debuted like one new song. Um, I don't know what it's dad shoes or something. I don't know what it was called, something like that. But uh, it's you got to see what this guy looks like now. I have to it's, pull it up. Yeah, you're gonna have to check that out. I'm telling you, I was like, man, it's just it's like a John, like a thinner John Daly with a mustache. That's what it, John like. Daly doesn't even look the same. He's grown his beard out. His beard is the same color as his hair. It's like that very yeah. like sheet white. Yeah. Um, He's aged a lot. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Am I wasn't I right? Like the, he should have gone back to being bald. You would have never known that look, and he doesn't wear the hat anymore. The backwards hat. Yeah, that, is that I his mean, real hair or he, a wig. He always had the hat on backwards. Uh, I don't know if it's, that's his real hair or not. But the but, funny ooh. thing is, once you hear him sing, and if you close your eyes, you're like, oh, that's him. That's him oh, again. Yeah, yeah. And you hear him talk. But uh, it was it was what well, I had totally forgot about Limp Biscuit until that documentary, and then all of a sudden they're back on the scene now. Because it's a whole new audience. All the people at Lollapalooza are like 30 and under. So all these people are hearing him for the first time, and they think it's like awesome again. It's kind of like these Dude, sequels. Dude, this guy's cool. It's like these sequels of movies. You know, they come out with Star Wars 20 years later with these prequels or whatever you call them. And it's all these kids that weren't even born when the original Star Wars was happening in the 70s and 80s. And they, all they do is rehash the same stuff. And the, the band's still it's around. the same thing with the Space Jam movie. Absolutely. Like, like it, yeah, I watched the first one. I don't even know if I want to watch the second one. That, the first one came out with Jordan in the nineties, and, and I love still, that I still say that Space Jam, out of a because it was viewed as a kids' movie, hardest hitting movie soundtrack you'll ever hear. Yeah, I mean that's just my. Went, you, you we went, went through the whole track list. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'd have to check that out. I don't, can't say I remember all the tunes. Hit them high. That had there might be some songs that in that album. Method that, Man. That had Cypress Hill, that had uh, Buster Rhymes, LL Cool J. Uh, Those were the guys I like. I like the Naughty by Nature, the Bismarckies. You were Those, the, the like party the rappers. Yes, you like, like the, the party par- rappers. That's a great point, Shirley. That is exactly who I grew up with in the 90s. The party rappers. They were party songs. They were songs where you put it on and boom, all of a sudden everyone's in a good mood. No, when I get it. When you hit OPP, people love that. Oh man! Oh, look, I, look, I'm not, I'm not just, I'm OPP, not discrediting that because two, two years ago I got to see that live and that was a party. That was a good. Oh, time. you're talking about when Bismarck he was here in Greenville? No, 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 no. When Naughty by Nature performed on tour with, um, oh yeah, I would it was the to '90s tour with. It was. I was uh, kind of jealous you got to see that. Yeah, Naughty by Nature, Salt and Pepper, yeah. Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, and New Kids <laughs> on the Block. I had to say, other than new kids, and I, a couple of their songs are okay. I would have loved to have seen all those people. 
Oh, Will, Debbie, Will, Debbie Gibson Will was Debbie great. Gibson? Yeah. Debbie Gibson was great. Tiffany was great. Sh- Salt and Pepper were outstanding. How do they look nowadays? They um, still look good for their age, or they look totally like they're falling apart? Debbie, well, you know, you got to keep in mind, too, Debbie Gibson was a teenager when she was kind of like that pop sensation. So yeah, she doesn't look like the teenage self, right, obviously. Like a different person. Tiffany looks about the same. Doesn't look um, like a mom up there. It looks like a... She looks about the same. I mean, obviously, she's not as thin as she was. Yeah. I mean, she was a teenager, Tiffany too. Tiffany and Debbie Gibson could merge into one person, and yeah. I don't know if I'd know Salt and Pepper were great. They were fantastic, and Naughty by Nature still got it. Yeah, they're, Man, they're a fun band. They, they, Group. They were just a lot of fun. You mentioned Bar- Biz Marquis. He was yeah. actually here a few years yeah, ago. He was yeah, he here was here. Tone had a chance to meet him, and Tone uh, Luke, another, he was awesome. Another one of my guys yeah. that I loved growing up, you know, listening to. Tone Funky Luke, Biz Cole Marquis. Medina. Biz Marquis was great. I mean, his sets, like when he went out there and did his D- DJ yeah. sets, well, they were just fantastic because it wasn't just obviously his stuff, but I mean, he just did, he basically just hosted a big time outdoor party. Yeah, he did. I, I was, and it was fun. Got to hang out with him backstage a little bit. Super nice guy. Oh yeah, he was very very nice. Um, hate that uh, he passed away. What just about just a month recently. ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Biz Marquis. Um, super awesome that we got to have him here in Greenville before. Yeah, we were know. super lucky. I mean, because that's it's not every day you get to meet people that you grew up listening to. I mean, like Tone Loke, yeah. Wild Thing, Funky Cold Medina. I mean, those were like staples in your you know yeah. your tape decks and your your party mixes and cassettes that you'd make and. So to be able to just, you know, not only see them live, but to be able to talk to them and shake their hands, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, it depends who we hook up. We'll either hook up with Jeff Nadeau or Stephen Igo, one or the other. On the other side of this timeout, you're listening to PRL exclusively on all platforms of the Pirate Radio Media Networks. We'll take a break. We'll be back. I'm Troy D. filling in for Clip Rock. We return after this quick timeout. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your uh, host, Troy Dreyfus. All right, welcome back. Good to be sitting in today for the vacationing Clip Rock. He'll be back next week with us. Got a lot more to get to today, including our ECU football report. We'll hear from Coach Houston. We were out at practice today. Get the latest for you also. Donnie Kirkpatrick. We still have our free beer to give away today um free beer it's normally free beer friday but it's gonna be free beer today we're doing it today brought to you by bud light every day especially game day is better with ice cold bud light pick up some bud light today at your favorite retailer bud light proudly distributed locally by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ecu pirates on the line today when we open up the phone lines will be a 15 pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles. I love those aluminum bottles. You get 15 of them. You also get a 12-pack of 
how did LRB pronounce this? This is new beer to me. This is the uh, what's the uh, high end uh, craft beer? Kosh. Kolsch. Kolsch. Yeah, I'm gonna is go. There with, an L? Yeah, there is an L. Kolsch. K O L S C H. Such a good beer, Kulsh. I can't even pronounce it. Kolsch beer. Kolsch. Uh, you get a Bud Light shirt, the koozies, and we're gonna throw in two large Domino's pizzas for you. That's quite a package. Man. Multiple beer multiple pizzas and some swag gear can't beat it and that's for free by the way so that's coming up in a little bit um and of course bud light our sponsor of the bud light ecu report thanks to our friends again at carolina eagle distributing uh all right let's see what igo says he just sent me a message uh okay we will try igo in a little bit so i tell you what uh we'll have igo coming up uh later on this hour but right now Let's go to the Fixed NC live line once again, and we'll head out to Philadelphia and talk to the big man on campus. He is Jeff Nadeau. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for joining us again. Hey, Troy. How are you? Good doing, to talk to you as always. Doing great. Uh, great to talk with you. This is kind of a weird time in sports. You know, you've got it's preseason football. It's just ramping up. you got baseball going on. But what are guys like you betting on right now? You know, is I have some friends that sometimes wager on preseason football, and they're like, we know we're, we've got an illness if we're betting preseason football. But do you like to bet preseason football, or do you stay away from that? Uh, I don't bet a ton of preseason football, no. Um, and if I do, it, it maybe would be week three. Um, but no, I, I don't really bet too much uh, in the preseason. Uh, right now, I'm kind of just um, – I'm not really betting a ton. You know, I'm, uh, you know, occasionally I'll bet a baseball game if I see something I like or, or something. I do bet summer league a little bit just if I see an avenue that, that I, you know, I look into these rosters and kind of can tell you who's bad and who's not. But you know, right now for me, it's really about the calm before the storm, getting prepared, you know, and, and look, I use whatever downtime I have to prepare for, you know, seasons down the road. I mean, I'm already into college basketball and preparing for that. Um, you know, I think when you have some, some time on your own, you, you can start doing that. Plus, you know, I have another podcast I'm doing that's not about sports that, that I do that, that takes some time. So, you know, I'm kind of staying busy with other things. And when football starts, I'll be uh, prepared. Absolutely. Uh, what about the future stuff? Do you like to take a look at, you know, the, the odds of who's going to win the Super Bowl? And that's always interesting because I always wonder, like this time last year, how many people really had Tampa Bay down as a Super Bowl champion? And, you know, what is what are the odds right now as far as who's leading to uh, be preseason favorites as far as the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I definitely play futures. I, I've kind of talked candidly about futures, like which ones I'll play and which ones I don't. Obviously, it's preference for most people, but I've never quite understood. Unless you have a lot of money, uh, bankroll-wise, I think win totals are tough to bet just because for most gamblers, they're not betting a ton of money. You know, they don't have a unlimited bankroll. So just to tie your money up for six months on a, on a future that's, you know, minus 110, I, I've just never really seen the value in that personally. As far as the Super Bowl is concerned, I'll, I'll definitely be involved. I have a few that I've already bet, the Dallas Cowboys, the L.A. Rams. As far as favorites, I also did bet Kansas City. I think 5-1 to is a great price in them. It's not a number that I'm usually in love with betting just because I think it's too low a lot of the time. But I think the Chiefs are, are, are really, really good. Uh, and, and look, that's I'm not telling anyone they don't know, but anything they don't know. But I think their offensive line is going to be much better. Uh, I think defensively, this is probably the best defense they've had, you know, really in, in this run they've had. So, um, yeah, I, I bet futures, but there's got to be meat on the bone for me. I'm not one that's 
sitting here flipping and betting uh, minus 130 win totals. It's not my thing. I agree with you. I think, too, especially to keep up with it that long. I mean, it's one thing if you're doing it online, I guess. But if you if you go to Vegas and bet the traditional way at a sports book and you put your money down, as you said, it's tied up for six months. They give you the little paper slip. You've got to hold on to that paper slip for six months. You lose that, you're out of the bet even if you win. It's just too much. It's too much to keep up with, I think. I like the, you know, hey, go ahead and do it the day, the night before, and you're ready to roll, you know. Right, and and that's the thing. Like, people will, um, you know, they'll, they'll tie up. And, again, most bettors have an, an amount of money that they're they're willing to lose. And, you know, when you – let's say you have an account online and you have $5,000 in that account. I mean, you tie – let's say you tie up 20 25% of the bankroll. You can't touch that money until, um, you know, it, it, it comes out. So, I don't know. I just don't love it. And, again, if you were doing it and betting you know, 40 to ones or 80 to ones and – you could get out of the bets and sell them or something, then okay. But, you know, in a minus, I mean, I'm seeing people laying 150 to win 100 on win totals. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just not a bet I'm looking to make. I don't, you know, like I said, if I had millions of dollars bankroll-wise, then, then I would be a little bit more inclined to do it, but um, not not for 80% of the people that bet. Talking to Jeff Nadeau on our Fixed NC Live line. Jeff is a, a betting expert, longtime guest on this program. Uh, Jeff, one of the golf tournaments going on right now right in our neck of the woods at least uh, not too far from here regionally wise in greensboro is the Wyndham. Do, do you ever like to bet on golf or is that another thing that's just like hey there's too many variables and too many people to bet on to really kind of uh find a good way to bet on golf no i, I have bet on golf i don't bet at every every tournament i i generally do more of the higher end tournaments the majors that kind of thing you know, actually, a couple of years ago, I hit, I hit the British Open. Um, so I, I do bet on golf. Uh, it's a lot like NASCAR where, you know, you're going to have, obviously, the high-end guys. But, you know, it's a little bit more open as far as, like, in NASCAR, generally the same five to seven guys generally win. Uh, in golf, it's a little different. But I, I generally notice that majors a little bit more easy. You're going to get the best of the best golfers. And um, that's kind of where I play it. But, no, I, I, I can't say I bet it. You know, I don't bet a tournament to tournament. You mentioned earlier you're already working on college basketball. I'm just kind of getting into college football mode right now. When you say you're working on college basketball, what, is, what does that entail? What type of behind-the-scenes work do you do to get ready? So, you know, there are 357 Division One basketball teams. Um, I'm really kind of just going at this point through every one, you know, and, and looking at who's retained, who left. You know, and a lot of the time, um, you know, a lot of these high-end teams, so like the top, let's say, 40 or 50 teams – They've made massive personnel decisions. So people have left, people have come in, coaches have moved on to different places. Um, you know, and a coach generally, look, if a team doesn't lose a coach, I'm not as in-depth with what I'm doing just because generally when a coach stays, the systems are going to be the same and, and most of the same players are going to be there. But, you know, I, I, I want to know where kids are from transfer perspectives, um, understand some of the new regimes, some of the teams that have new coaches. You know, a team could go from having one schematic, the way they play and defend, to a total different one the next year. So, um, you know, I'm really just about getting through every single team and, and, and kind of putting that into my head and retaining everything. You know, sometimes, Troy, I almost wish, you know, they say you only use about 12% of your brain. Um, I wish sometimes I could use a little bit more because I think, for me, I could – it would really benefit me in this business, but uh, I, I take what I can. I'm good at retaining information, so it's about hitting as many teams as I can and doing as much work as I can. So when the season starts, you know, one thing Troy I do, and this is kind of lame, but it's something that helps me retain information. 
there's a lot of the time where I'll record shows and I just never put them out. So I'll sit here on random nights and I'll just, to get practice, to put it into my head, I'll do a, a conference and just talk to myself because for me, that's how I retain information. So whenever I do a show, I have hundreds of shows I've done that I've never put out. They're just for me, learning moments and allow me to, to understand these rosters. Oh, that's pretty interesting, Jeff. It's uh, Jeff Nadeau, the un, the unheard programs. Yeah, you could, they would be. They, well, and again, there's they're not professionalism there. I yeah, you know, it's more content I, I of the, what you're talking time. about. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. though. But a good way to kind of for you to think about it and learn about these leagues, conferences, and teams, and to be able to, as you said, remember and digest this information because there's so how many Division One teams again? Three hundred. Uh, three fifty-seven. Wow. I mean, that is just an absolute smorgasbord to bet on if you – and that's where you find some of those diamonds in the rough, though, some of those teams that might not be as well-known. But if you've got some good information, you could make a play on some of these teams. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of the, the thing that I do. You know, my, my – I think my specialty would be, you know, your, your low to mid-major basketball. So, you know, everything kind of lower than Gonzaga, let's say. So – you know, mid-majors and low mid-majors. And I've found these systems that I just use, you know, where you locate teams that are just, you know, really good. And I find these things that seem to work with, you know, and, and Troy, it's, it's as simple as like looking at, you know, teams that make free throws in basketball games. Generally, they're very good against the spread. And if they're not good against at the line, they're generally not good against the spread. So it's all correlated and going back and finding that stuff and saying to myself, okay, the same kids there, you know, the same kids not there. Um, you know, that's kind of the, 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 the architect you got to do to, to get ready for it all. Just curious, Jeff, on a personal note, of someone that, you know, loves the Chicago Bears and you follow sports closely, how do you project the Chicago Bears doing this year? Well, you know, I think with the Bears, I think there's a lot of reason to be excited because they finally have what's we hope a quarterback. And, and I've been on the planet for 32 years and, you know, I have a hard time finding a quarterback that they've had better than, let's say, Jay Cutler. I mean, yeah. it, it's yeah. it's not often that this group has a really good quarterback. You know, they always have some solid skill position players and a running game that you can be happy about. But, you know, all of a sudden now they have a quarterback, a young guy that there's a lot of reason to be excited. I think they have a pretty good offense. Defense, we know they're always strong. So I think they're a team that could make a real high-end move. The problem they have, though, is they have a new regime coming in from a quarterback standpoint. I would have moved on from Matt Nagy personally, and this is one of the things about the Eagles I liked. You've got a total new regime at quarterback coming in, and you fired the coach. You've got to do all of it at once, um, and it seems like for whatever reason the Bears believe that Matt Nagy's the guy. I'm not a big Matt Nagy guy. Uh, I think he could be the issue, and that's the problem for a young quarterback. The most important thing for a young quarterback, Troy, is the coach. Okay, No more evident than a guy like Baker Mayfield. Okay, He deals with a guy like... Uh, uh, Stu uh, or um, Jackson, Hugh Jackson, and then he deals with a guy like Freddie Kitchens or whoever. Like the, the the level of coach is so different, and and for a young quarterback, that's very important. So, yeah, and I'm kind of on the fence on Matt Nagy. You know, I feel like this is kind of obviously his make or break here, and, and really more than him, it's the front office I've had question marks with and kind of disagree. You know, what are scratch head <laughs> moments as far as what are they doing? But I think this year is really a make or break for the GM and head coach this year. Yeah, you'd have to think. I mean, and, you know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, this team, I thought towards the end of last year, I thought defensively they had 
for the first time in a while, some real problems. This was not the shutdown defense I thought at certain points that we've seen over the last two, three years. They need to get back, you know, after it and, and, and start to be that shutdown defense, which I think they can be. Um, I think there's a lot of reason to be excited, though. Fields, I don't think it's going to take long to see him. So uh, there, there's a lot of reason to be excited. What's your take on the ECU Pirates football for 2021 from your perspective up there in Philly? Yeah, well, I think they're kind of what they were last year. They're a team that I think is going to score points. You know, Holt Naylor's, it seems like he's been there about eight years. Uh, and, you know, they have a group of receivers, even, you know, losing a guy like um, uh, Prohl. You know, they still have C.J. Johnson. They still have some guys that are really good football players. Sneed, um, they've got a good run game. I think their offense is going to score points. The, the question I have is, you know, can they get any stops? Because they, for me, they were an over team. I loved them last year from an over standpoint. I was making a lot of money betting overs with this group. Uh, that's a conference that, again, there's not a lot of defense played. They have a tough schedule. I mean, App State, that's not an easy game. I think it's a cover possibility for them. I don't know if they can win. South Carolina, I mean, playing an SEC team stuff. You know, I think Marshall's more of a toss-up than people give it credit for. Uh, Marshall made one of the oddest decisions last year to get rid of Doc Holliday. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I thought he was a good coach. I didn't get that. But, you know, I think offensively they'll score. It's Can they take a step defensively? And can Mike Houston finally get over the hump and, and, and maybe get this team pushing for a bowl game? Um, the the, the out-of-conference doesn't help. Uh, this is a tough out – outside of Charleston Southern, uh, this isn't easy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Before I let you go, Jeff, tell me about this uh, podcast you're doing. I've been following you online. I heard you mention earlier. I know it's like a mafia-based podcast. How is that going? And for folks that aren't familiar with it, give us your elevator pitch. Yeah, you know, we're, we're killing this show, man, it, it, literally. Uh, we're talking about killing every week. Uh, you know, what we do, Troy, is we really just pick a mobster from history and we talk about them. Uh, we tell a compelling story about, you know, real people. We tell stories about movies that – you know, we kind of talk about the real version, you know, Goodfellas, Donnie Brasco, all these different films. And then obviously we pick out guys that maybe you heard of, maybe you didn't hear about. And, you know, there's truly fascinating stories in the organized crime genre. I mean, just you got to realize from the 20s until really the 80s, the mob controlled a lot of parts of this country completely. I mean, they were involved with, you know, the killing of presidents, you know, high-end movie stars. Um, the, the government tasked them to, to help in World War II. I mean, all sorts of things were involved with the mafia. And, you know, we really tell a compelling story about figures each week. Um, you know, down the road, we're going to do interviews. And the show is really doing well, and, and I'm proud of it. It's a, it's a passion and hobby of mine, and I figured why not. Um, and people just kind of took to it, and I've enjoyed it. Good stuff, Jeff. He is uh, Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus is his brand. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Nadu, N-A-D-U. Jeff, great speaking with you as always. Appreciate your time, and I uh, look forward to when we can chat again. I know you'll be talking to Clip again uh, next week, but I always enjoy our conversations when I get to fill in for him. Well, you know, Troy, I will say, if I could quickly point out about your group down there, I, I hope this um, this fall or, let's say, winter, I'm hoping I can finally get down there and see you guys. Um, you know, that, that would be great, and we've had a long relationship, so you know, anything I can do to get down there and spend a couple of days, I'd love to see a football game or whatever so uh, well you, thank you for having me thank you for putting absolutely on. we've talked uh internally and you know you've got an open invitation as you know we'd love to host you down here and uh let you yep. get a little flavor of greenville east carolina university i think you'd have a good little weekend so if you can make it work out let us know and we'll uh we'll get the details together i will indeed thank you Troy. all right thanks jeff all the best jeff nadu on our fixed nc live line great to hear from jeff as always 
And uh, what do you think a Jeff Nadeau visit would be like, Chandler? Be a little different. I I would love it. I know they've talked about it. Him and Clip have talked about it in the past about yeah. him coming down, uh, enjoying a night at AJ's for sports trivia on a Wednesday night. I would I would enjoy hanging out with the big man. Yeah, kind of see him sitting on a couch, watching right there games. in the lobby. Yeah. I, I'm just going to sit right here. Yeah, I'm just going to sit right here and watch yeah. the show. Be interesting. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, we mentioned our free beer giveaway coming up. It's going to happen sometime. It's got to happen sometime. Because if it doesn't, five o- the five o'clock hour is drawing near. It is. Um, we've got the fifteen pack of Bud Light, and then we've got the two packs of uh, how do you pronounce it again? Kolsch. 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 Which, by the way, and I looked at the packaging. It's a listener calling with this, saying that this beer is made in Wake Forest. Just wow. about. Just about. Uh, maybe what forty-five minutes away by white street brewing company and sure enough they have a map of where it's brewed in wake forest cool deal it's like right in the center of town so local product distributed by our friends at um carolina eagle and guess what if you're the lucky listener you're gonna get it for free two packs of it for free and the bud light and the swag and the bud light shirt and koozies and the domino's pizzas all for just listening coming up in a little bit also still got our ecu football report to go here from coach houston coach donnie kirkpatrick take a break when we come back steven igo will join us find out what Igo's up to and more importantly what ecu football is up to as they get ready to head into their first scrimmage coming up saturday also coming up in hour three dg david glenn will join us live on the air and also, Morgan Ehlers will join us in studio. So we got a lot more to do on PRL. We roll on right after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now let's head back into the show here's troy dreyfus all right welcome back good to be here with you as we get ready to wrap up hour two going into hour three still flying by i don't know about you kids it's going fast it needs to go faster (laughs) i'm just saying uh john moody longtime pirate radio listener ap1 weighs in on our facebook live page Troy, listening to you and Ellerby in the first hour brought back a lot of good memories of the Live at Five Days. Maybe next year for the 20th anniversary, y'all can release the very first Live at Five episode on a podcast. Would be neat to hear what vision what vision was in the the Daily Reflector headline daily daily headlines that day. Uh, 
what vision was. I don't know what that means. Um, what the vision was for the show oh, when I you got first you. got okay. started. Okay, yep, I'm with you. I'm with you, John. Uh, looking forward to kicking off year 19 for a tailgate lot in Charlotte three weeks from now. That, you know, I, do you, I don't know if you still have it, Shirley. I had it at some point. And I have not deleted my email. I think I have the original show somewhere in my inbox, but I'd, it would be hard to find. And it might have gotten lost when we switched No, no, servers. no, because what – oh, that's a good point. Um, I will have to consult with our resident engineer, but uh, – a.k.a. Wes Hines. Yeah, it was just audio, but I'd love to get No, that. I believe we do still have it because I remember it was – we had it on a CD. We pulled it off of there, but then we put it – I want to say on the server, so I'll have to go and check. Okay. But I know we've got it somewhere. Yeah. If it if we don't have it on the server, I know that the CD still exists. Yeah. So it's just a matter of hunting it down. All right, see if you can uh, find that. that. That's a good idea, John. We will. Uh, man, that would be. And I remember listening to that, going, "Huh, that is interesting." I think, especially our first show ever that we did. It was uh, our very first guest. Do you do you remember Shirley? The very first guest we ever uh, had? On, uh, I believe it was our debut show of Live at Five back then. Yeah. Oh, no. It was our very first guest. It was in August of 2003. Was it John Thompson? It was John Thompson. Correct. Brand new football That's coach. right. That's yet, right. Yeah, it was John Thompson. to coach a football game. Yeah. Then. Uh, it was John Thompson. Jeez. Yeah. Boy, that just here. seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to have to find that out. Now, It's I, I want to go back and hear it again that would be cool to throw it up as a podcast Do yeah it. that's that's not a bad idea yeah, actually it's our very first local show on pirate radio god i can't believe it's been 19 years uh all right let's go to the fixed nc live line guy who's been with us uh not all 19 he was probably only four when he started listening to us <laughs> i don't know uh steven igo join us on the live line toys the colors dot net what's up igo not much, Troy. I heard uh, Clip ask you the other day, how old were you when we started in 2003? You were eight, right? Let's see, 2000, yeah, started in 2003. Yeah. I was born in 92, so I would have been 11. 11, okay. Oh, it was, that was a different game. You were eight. So 11 years old when we started. And now look at you all grown up. Just think one day you'll have a kid of your own. Yeah, he's sitting in my... Oh, that's already happened! I'm just kidding. He cry. I know. Uh, so now you've got little Igo in your lap as we speak, better known as Slater. Um, which I got to tell you, I was a huge Save by the Bell fan, so I think that's I, that's a cool name. Yeah, you know, I'm actually you know, we get that a lot. Obviously. I'm not the biggest Save by the Bell guy. It's a family name on Eric's side. But oh, it I'm is. A huge fan of the name. Okay. Well, I knew it came down to Slater versus Screech, so I'm glad you picked Slater. Right. It definitely would have been Slater. We're not we're not going to screech. Was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was, Coach Molly. <laughs> uh Slater definitely no, that's a cool name, man. I don't, you don't hear, I don't know a lot of Slaters out there. It's kind of original, you know? Yeah, I think it's original enough to be cool, but it's not like totally off the wall where it's kind of trying too hard. So right, right. We're He's, a fan of the name. Yeah, I like it. He's not gonna get like made fun of. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. Uh but, I mean that's a big decision if you think about it, Steven what you name your child is going to affect them the rest of their life. Oh, there's no doubt. I just wish I had more say in the matter. And I, I don't like the name Slater, but it was pretty much Erica's call. Yeah. Well, I, I thought you were talking about Steven. You would have gone in a different direction. If you could have named yourself, what would you call yourself? <laughs> wow. That's something I've never thought about, Troy. Um, I, 
I don't know. I kind of like Steven. I think it, I think it's it's fairly rare. Everybody else spells it with a V, which I think is the lame way. Uh, the the only problem I have now is with my PH spelling. Everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people call me Stephen because of Steph Curry. Yeah. Before his arrival, it was not a problem. But I like the name Stephen. I think my parents did a good job. All right, that's cool. Uh, AC football getting ready for the scrimmage Saturday. I believe they got what eight practices so far already in the books uh, what are your expectations going into the scrimmage you know coach houston was really pumped up today talked about it. he thought it was the best practice they had since he's been here and uh feeling this team's really starting to make some progress are you, you feeling the same yeah i think it's just night and day i mean if you compare the first year of his era like going out to practice and watching the team the first year it was just like, I looked around the field, I was like, man, like how many American-caliber players does ECU really have at that time? It was probably maybe 10 out of a roster of 120, and now you're looking at a roster that, in my opinion, at least has 50-plus of those type of guys. I still think they have to, you know, they're not at the level of a Cincinnati, UCF, Memphis talent-wise. Uh, they still got some work to do, but the, the roster overhaul, what they've done in in basically two or three years is pretty remarkable, especially in the trenches. They just have so much more depth, so much more talent. And so I think really now it's a matter of, okay, you've got the roster in good enough shape where you can go out and win. You just have to get these guys experience, and you have to take that step, which we all hope was the last two games of last year where, hey, those close victories are now wins, and then you start rolling uh, rolling with that momentum. The guys start believing, and then it kind of turns for good. And, that's the sentiment with the program right now. I wish they had an easier schedule to begin the year and get some easier wins uh, so they don't fall into maybe some of the, the old habits if they lose a game or two. But I'm encouraged. I really am. I think the program's definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah, I'd be, uh, be curious to see how things shake out after Saturday, after that first scrimmage. And, it, you know, it's always so hard to tell preseason because you're going up against yourself. Um, and, and you don't get a lot of scrimmage games against other teams. I wish they would let that happen in college football more, like they kind of do in basketball, and where they can scrimmage another team. I just think that would be so productive if these teams could have a preseason scrimmage against somebody. I would like to see it too. I mean, you look across now, even baseball, they allow fall scrimmages. Uh, they allow two of those. You've got in – Obviously, in the uh, professional ranks, teams can even practice against each other, not only do preseason games. So now you have you have the secret preseason scrimmages for basketball. So really, a lot of sports have it. It is tough you know, to coordinate uh, probably a college football scrimmage like that, but I don't see any reason why you can't have one, even if it's closed to the public. You know, why not do a game in, in mid-August versus an in-state foe? You know, why can't ECU scrimmage North Carolina or scrimmage Charlotte? Um, even for a half, just to kind of get the yeah. real feel for, for how your team is. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a full game, but just enough to, hey, every team's going to get a 30 or 40 plays each or something, you know, where you just could at least get go up against someone else other than yourself. Yeah, there's just so much unknown going to the season opener. And even though the preseason games and the pro ranks are, you know, you can call them a pointless and a wash, they're still, I mean, you have your established guys who don't really – matter or don't really care about the games but you know two-thirds of the roster those games are important for depth chart and for really finding out what guys are so i would like to see it i just don't know if we'll ever see it all right so how is uh the world of being a dad now has it has it changed you uh i mean it's definitely cut down on my sleep and productivity as far as work i can say that much I, you know i i haven't had 
you know, it's been two weeks now. I don't think I really had any time to myself to really like just sit down and go brain dead at any moment. Either all work or all being a dad, which is cool. Yeah, what I signed up for, what I expected. Um, but it's definitely a change, and you know, you have to make every minute in the day count. But the days definitely go by extremely quickly, just because you never have any downtime. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's awesome, man. Congratulations to you and Erica. And uh, you'll have to bring little Slater by the station so we can check him out one of these days. Yeah, we'll get him get, dressed up and, and rolling down there. Yeah, we might uh, have to get him on the air with us, too, as soon as he starts uh, babbling. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a while, but hey, if, I'm sure if the uh, if the Pirate Nation wants to hear it, we'll make it happen. Is he, does he cry out or is he in a good mood? How's his temperament? Uh, he's actually a pretty good sleeper, knock on wood, right now. Obviously, if he gets hungry... Uh, he's pretty loud and angry, as most babies are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've, we've lucked out this far. we got a pretty good pretty good one on our hands. So hopefully that continues. All right, sounds good. Iga, we'll check back with you next week. Remember, coming up Monday, we'll have all of our Pirate Radio athletes making their debut on Monday's PRL show. So we look forward to that for the first time as we start that with them for all season long. And then uh, we'll hook up with you, I guess, on next Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, sounds good, Troy. All right, thanks, Igo. Have a good weekend. Take care, man. All right, Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. You can read more about his work at hoistthecolors.net. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back as we head into Hour 3. Hour 2 is in the books. Big Morgan Aylers is going to ride with us. You here for the full hour, Morgan? You good? We'll see. Uh, Got David Glenn coming up on the other side. He'll join us on the live line, the Fixed NC live line. We'll check in with DG. M.A. is here. Morgan Aylers. We got our free beer giveaway coming up in the next hour. And our ECU football report. A lot to do. An hour to do it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you someone who has been waiting before trying CBD? ENS Hemp is the area's leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue or online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Troy Dreyfus. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycuts in the production studio. I am Troy D. Morgan Aylers joining me in studio. What's up, big Morgan? Good to see you, What's man. What's up, Bisquick? Hey, I know. <laughs> the, uh, it's an inside joke right there. That's a long, old inside joke right there. That's where you used to go around selling advertising, just sop up all the gravy. Yeah, well, the, yep, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I just sop up gravy uh, with my biscuit. All right, don't get me all distracted. Uh, welcome back to the show. We're gonna, we got a lot to get to t- coming up. Uh, we still have our ECU football reports, of course. Uh, Morgan, now it used to be known as the you know the best 
wedding DJ around. Now he's still am. Now he's known. Used to be known as the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Still am. Now he's really known as Holt Naylor's dad. That's probably what you're more well known as now. Yeah, along with Jordan and Peyton. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I still am. It's, yeah. <laughs> So you wear, you have a lot of titles, but uh, we'll, we'll get to you in a second. But uh, you'll be here with us as we talk to DG. Let's go out to the Fixed NC live line. David Glenn, our old friend, is joining us. Uh, DG, what's happening, man? Welcome back. First down, Pirates. <laughs> Troy D, good to be with you again, as always. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Uh, you know what? We've got a lot to talk about. I haven't even brought this up on the show today, and I, I'd be curious. I know you are kind of an old school soul and a baseball fan too. How about the Field of Dreams game going on tonight? I got to be sure to check this out in the cornfield where they did the Field of Dreams movie. They're playing a Major League Baseball game tonight with the Yankees. I love it. I played baseball longer than I played any other sport. I watched it longer than any other sport. I still go to see Philadelphia Phillies games, even though I haven't lived in the Philadelphia area since I was about uh, 17 years old, which is now a long, long time ago. So it's kind of part of my fiber. And here in North Carolina, because the Durham Bulls are here, you know, I've always cherished Bull Durham as one, not only one of the great baseball movies of all time, but one of the greatest minor league baseball franchises in our country. Uh, but also, the Crash Davis movie is one of the best. And, and Field of Dreams, it's just always struck me as funny, Troy, that, you know, that Kevin Costner guy keeps popping up in great sports movies. And, and those are two from the baseball genre. And he, he's also, of course, the star of Tin Cup in the golf genre. So I'm, I'm not sure if anybody. You know, has has a better trifecta than that when it comes to sports movies, which, as you know, uh, I had a lot of fun with on my radio show for about 20 or so years. David, this is Morgan. I don't know if you've seen it today, but they've released a video of Kevin Costner walking out. He's mic'd up in his first really look at what they've done with the Field of Dreams. And he was just, he didn't say a whole lot. He's like, this is amazing. You could he kind of looks he, the same. He, he hasn't aged that much. Uh, he's the man on Yellowstone, but we won't go there. Uh, but uh, and, uh, he actually tears up, and he's just sitting there, and it's re- it's a really cool video if you get a chance to see it. I will look into that, and yeah, heck, father-son moments are famous. Here I am talking to a pretty famous dad of a great athlete, and uh, I'm a guy that, as a, somebody who grew up playing baseball as my primary sport, uh, I saw my hometown Philadelphia Phillies win in person at the old Veterans Stadium back in 1980 as a little kid. And when I watch Field of Dreams and, you know, you, you want to play catch, you know, the reuniting, spoiler alert, of uh, Kevin Costner's character uh, and his deceased father on the Field of Dreams, man, I, I'm not somebody who gets choked up at movies all that often, especially not sports movies, but that one will get me every time. David Glenn joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Good to have DG back with us and. At college football, you can almost taste it. The guys uh, halfway through camp right now. Scrimmages starting this weekend for East Carolina. Uh, it's getting closer and closer by the day. What are, what's the official count right now again, Shirley? What are we, 20, what, what did Ellerby say earlier? How many days? I believe it is 21, 21 days. 21, yeah. So just three to, weeks from tonight. Yeah, that's right. God, because East Carolina opens up on a Thursday. Yep, opens up on a Thursday. Um, man, David, can, are you are you pumped up about college football this year 
I'll tell you what, I enjoyed being face-to-face with Coach Houston. Uh, I, ma- I was the master of ceremonies for an annual event called the Pigskin Preview that brings five different head coaches from Central and Eastern North Carolina together. And in the past, I was never able to be the MC because I was always live on the radio, and it's a luncheon. So my noon to three time slot did not work very well. But I've always worked with the folks who threw this event. Uh, I think they're 18 years in now, and of course, didn't happen last year. So heard Coach Houston talk a little football, of course, about the Pirates, but also got to know him a little bit better personally. That's the nature of this event. It's a big banquet, 500 with 1,000 people there. Uh, we auction off helmets and raise a lot of money for scholarships for, for great high school student-athletes. And it was just fun to be around Coach Houston in a non-radio show setting, a non-press conference setting. I, I really enjoyed getting to know him a little better. And that day, Troy, trying to remember exactly how long ago it was, maybe two weeks or so, maybe three, uh, that was the day that I started getting my college football fever again. So here, three weeks later, you know, and I'm chomping at the bit because uh, the Pirates have, what, 91% of their production returning from last year, which is always a positive sign. Um, Carolina's supposed to be good, which could be fun around here. I think NC State has a chance to be really good. Wake Forest should be pretty solid. Uh, App State should be good again, so... Our state's culture is probably most famous for college basketball, but I think there's a chance for a whole bunch of teams to either matter in the national top 25 or, in the case of the Pirates, you know, take a big step forward under a guy who's been very successful as a head coach at all of his other stops in Mike Houston. I had this debate with our Clip Rock earlier this week. We were debating whether the North Carolina Tar Heels on a preseason poll this week come in at number nine in the nation. Uh, overhyped or not? I do think they're going to be better than they were the last two years. And remember, this is year three, I guess you'd call it, of Mac Brown part two. Uh, so he went seven and six, then he went eight and four. They're better. You guys know how this works. To have a great record, you got to win your close games and you got to stay relatively healthy. Those two things are hard to do. Now, do I believe if the Tar Heels do those two things with Sam Howell as their Heisman candidate quarterback, if they stay healthy and they win their close games, do I believe they could get to double-digit wins where they have not often been in the history of the school in football? I believe they have a chance to do that. If you get to double-digit wins, obviously you have a chance to be in or near the national top ten. But that's easier said than done, right? They've lost a lot of talent offensively around Sam Howell, so they need to find their next generation of running backs and wide receivers to help. Their, he is a big-time quarterback. To me, he's the best pro prospect in the history of UNC at the quarterback position. Now, they get made fun of at Carolina for not producing many quarterbacks compared to ECU and elsewhere, but I do think he's the real deal from both the college and the pro perspective. And I think on the defensive side of the ball, the Tar Heels have a lot of really good young players who are going to be better this year. Uh, and they haven't lost a ton to the NFL on that side of the ball. So it could it happen? Yes. Will it happen? And that's why this stuff is so hard to predict, right? It, that's a, it's, not a, it's not basketball. It takes funny bounces sometimes, and there are more injuries than in other sports, and that makes it hard to predict other than, say, Clemson is the favorite in the ACC again, duh. Uh, the rest of it, you know, will it be Miami? Will it be Carolina? Will it be somebody else to sort of uh, make a national splash? 
you know, that's where things get a lot harder to predict. You had three big stories concerning college football kind of this summer that were all interesting and all could be, you know, topics of their own. I'll just, you know, you had the news leak out about a, a restructured postseason potentially with uh, including multiple teams, almost a true playoff, if you will. You had news uh, of conference realignment and possible teams leaving and joining the SEC. Then you had the big news of the NIL and what that means. Uh, let, let's yep. start with the conference realignment news. Do you see, you know, you saw Clemson or I, reports anyway, Clemson's reaching out or Florida State, I forget which one, saying to the SEC, hey, look, we might be interested too. Uh, do you think the ACC could lose some teams to the SEC if this thing continues to snowball like it is? It won't happen anytime soon. When you try to project too far into the future, Troy, things get difficult because the reality is ACC schools that, for example, are looking at money as an absolute bottom line, the way Maryland did years ago, right? The Terps left for the Big Ten, not because they liked Big Ten schools better, not because they desired different rivalries, Flat out, they left because the Big Ten was making a lot more money than the ACC was, and Maryland thought it could put its athletic department on stronger financial footing in the member of that league than in this league. That is absolutely why the Terps left the ACC a while back. Could someone else think that way? Yes. Could they leave some years down the road? Yes. But I do remind everybody that the ACC, exactly for this reason, had all of their university presidents sign away their media rights about a decade and a half into the future. In other words, if, if a Clemson or a Florida State or anyone else left, they'd be leaving behind 15 years worth of their sports media rights, meaning the, the TV money that they get from their various media partners in terms of the shared conference revenue. That is not only millions of dollars, that is hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, when you get closer to, I think it's 2036 that that signing away of the grant of rights expires. When you get closer to that, well, you're not leaving as much money behind contractually as you may make a leap to an SEC that's paying out a lot more money than the ACC is. So the math changes five years down the road. But in the shorter term, uh, unless they have lawyers telling them they can get out of that grant of rights deal, uh, I think the the money just doesn't add up because what you'd be paying to leave, it would take a long time to make that up to, with those bigger SEC payouts. David Glenn, join us on the Fixed NC Live Line. David, uh, NIL went down officially this year to this summer for name, image, likeness, where the players can financially benefit without any uh, repercussions now in the uh, in the private world and full disclosure we have done we've entered into uh seven nil deals with ecu football players and they'll be joining us every monday on the show so we're excited about it from that perspective and uh, i know there's a lot of opportunities depending on which student athlete and uh what things they get partnered with but in in different schools the uh the numbers look different depending where you go and what market you're in but uh what, what's some of the more unique things you're hearing about with these nil deals well I've seen some athletic directors, I'm not sure if they say this publicly or not, because I'll put it this way. Most coaches I know hate name image likeness, but when you see their public quotes, 
they say nice things about name image likeness. Why is that the case? Because they can't sound like somebody who hates it because their next class of recruits wants to know and see how they can make money uh, if they sign with this school or that school. Similarly, athletic directors do realize that some of the same people that might be contributing directly to a university booster club are now going to use that money, as we've seen at the University of Miami, for example. There's a guy who runs a bunch of gyms in Florida who made a blanket offer to every member of the Miami Hurricanes football team that if they will use their social media outlets to promote his gyms, you know, they can make a significant amount, thousands of dollars per year through him. So if you add it up, you know, 90-plus scholarship players right now, given the guys who get the extra year, so the 85 limit plus a handful of others, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money that that same guy who is a member of the UM Booster Club, maybe he's just not contributing as much money directly to the school. And I've heard that, I've been told that some athletic directors, some, some of those I know personally, are calling some of these boosters and say if that saying if that's how you want to spend the money, go ahead and spend that money because they need to brand themselves for recruiting and other purposes as a place where players can go and make that extra cash. It's become part of the recruiting conversation. And you know, everybody says, Well that that messes up of the level playing field. There was never a level playing field to begin with. Sure. So in a sense the rich is just the rich are just going to get richer with all of this, but it's been fascinating. Follow the money. Uh, is going to be a huge theme as we follow this first year of name, image, likeness in college athletics. Now, David, could you imagine if name, image, and likeness would have been down at the University of Miami when Luke Campbell oh, man. was down there and the guy that got actually put in jail for paying players and, yeah. and all the strip clubs and nightclub businesses. All that stuff's legal now. It's legal. Yeah. I mean, they'd be on two live crew uh, albums. You know, you go up to Rutgers, then. you could go to the Bada Bing. <laughs> You know, quarterback, hey, come but a bada bing. Joe Smith's going to be I mean, a it, signing autograph. It really is amazing. Signing anything you want. Oh! Two, two months ago, <laughs> things that would have put somebody on probation, potential death penalty stuff, is now no problem. Mm-hmm. Congra- go ahead. <laughs> no, Have fun. I, I was talking with somebody today about the name, image, likeness issues, and this is going to be, I think you'll see a tremendous – I don't think what you see right now in place will be in place in two years the way it is right now. There's got to be something that that levels the field because what's to stop a booster from, you know, Alabama? Let's just say Alabama. for They're the king of the hill right now. That they can come down and say, okay, you want to come here? You know, pick a truck. Pick an $80,000 truck. That's what you're going to drive. You'd be one of our 20, you know, everybody that comes in gets a vehicle. Yeah, well, I mean, they could have a car dealer, supporter. That's all, they've, absolutely. That's all they've got to I, say. I think, I think all of this stuff, David, you mentioned earlier, is going to be weaponized as recruiting tools. There's no question about it. And the more, you know, businesses you have on board with the program, especially like a school like Alabama, the more weapons they have. That's right. Here's what's crazy, guys. Even under the new rules, giving that sort of money as a recruiting inducement, like flat out writing on a piece of paper, if you come here, young prep All-American quarterback, you will get this. That would get the booster in trouble and the school in trouble and exactly. the player in trouble. That's a violation. Now, but the coach can if, say, David, the coach can say, well, you know, we've got, you know, our, our players have been very lucrative and, you know, you can talk with them about how they've been doing it. We, we have nothing to say about it. You know, we, we don't control it. But 
you know, quarterback John Smith, you know, here, talk to the quarterback coming in and, and, yep. and talk to him about how he's, you know, monetizing the you know, name, image, likeness. Yeah. Hey, the, the, the Miami situation is a perfect example of this because if the guy had gone directly to recruits and said, if you come here, I, I will pay you to represent my gyms, that would have been in violation. By him simply saying, anybody who's a Miami football player gets this offer. It, it doesn't sound a lot different to the, to the layman listening, right? But, it, but in the eyes of the NCAA, it is different for him to simply say, Every Miami football player has this offer. Those recruits, of course, know that they're speaking. He's speaking to them as well. But in the eyes of the NCAA, even if fans roll their eyes at the difference between you know A and B, uh, it matters at least under the current structure for the NCAA. And, and there, you, we all would make a, a shorter list of what is not allowed under the new system, right? But recruiting inducement is on that short list. At most schools, you know. You can't conflict with their shoe and apparel deal, except in you know with certain exceptions. You can't, in most schools, represent adult entertainment uh, clubs, et cetera. You can't represent gambling uh, groups, et cetera. There are some restrictions still, but obviously the list of things that are allowed now is infinitely longer than whatever short list we can make of what is still prohibited. Yeah, it's a new world, and uh, as I said, won't be. Uh... You know, it won't affect all players, but it will affect uh, the big name players. Yeah, more. You know, and you know. big name public address announcers are for sale. <laughs> yeah, Morgan is willing to enter. I'm just, I'm just willing to take this 15 pack of Bud Light. Morgan will work for beer. Uh, he is willing to take an NIL deal for anybody. And right now, you can book him for your party at Captain DJ Morgan. DJ Captain Morgan. DJ damn, Captain damn, Morgan. Troy. Damn, I can't get that right. You Why can't. DJ it Captain. It doesn't matter now. You screwed it up 3,011 <laughs> no. times. Why don't you just go by DJ Morgan? What do I always say? I have it's no clue. DJ Captain Morgan. How do I screw I'm it a up? DJ. I got a boat, and my name's Morgan. <laughs> get over it. Available now for your private party. And we can bring David Glenn in to sing karaoke yeah, like he's done go. before. <laughs> I got a Bon Jovi song or two if needed. Okay. You, uh, DJ, you coming down for the games this year? I don't have that schedule yet because my son is now a proud ECU grad. And by the way, he just got his first job. So the power of ECU extends to Richmond, Virginia in awesome. this particular case. Good deal. Uh, so we're still a pirate family and we still have a lot of friends in Greenville. But we, with him no longer a student there, we're a little late. Uh, my daughter I'm taking to App State tomorrow. So we're a little further ahead on our planning for Boone than we are planning for Greenville. All right. Well, sounds good. We appreciate you touching base with us as always. Good to hear your voice. What is, uh, for folks wondering, what is David Glenn up to nowadays? Well, I'm teaching at UNC Wilmington. They have uh, a sports media class that I I just have an absolute blast. I did that last year, and I'm doing it again this year. Uh, I've started a new sports column for Chapelboro.com, which covers pretty much statewide college sports, and it's based in the triangle here, so I have a lot of fun with that. Um, and I've done a lot of things, including reviving my legal career, you know, outside the sports world. So um, it's a variety of things, but that's the short answer. All right, good stuff, David. We'll touch base with you again this football season. You know, you're always welcome back in Greenville. If we can uh, organize that, let us know, and we'll be looking forward to chatting with you again next time. Thanks, Troy. Always good to be with you all. Take care. All right, David Glenn, join us on the Fixed NC Live Line. A lot of interesting topics covering there with D.G. Morgan that you know, football-related. Hey, Chandler. 
Did you know we were talking about, you know, the national image and light, uh, name, image, and likeness stuff? Yeah. Okay. So make sure you didn't want to say, hey, you should have talked to him about that. <laughs> what did I do, Morgan? <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Hey, it's not Friday yet. What? <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, man. Morgan loves to Leave haze. me alone. Loves to haze Chandler. She asked him, what did we talk about? And he'd been like, huh? Huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, boss. What were you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had any. Uh, well, you know, I haven't had any in two or three hours. <laughs> What's that supposed to be? Yeah, I don't know. Is that either. supposed to be funny? Uh, watch Was that ta- supposed to be funny? <laughs> watch Taxi. All right. Wow, with a taxi reference. That probably only uh twenty Rever- people Reverend, of our audience get that, Jim. get that reference. What a great character. That's a that's a uh, getting up there in age. You're starting to show your age, Morgan, with taxi. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I know what it is. Uh that's for our sixty plus crowd. Or you can say he says it sounds the same thing in uh, uh Back to the Future movies. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The uh, professor Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, good point. All right, I gotta tell you what, we're gonna uh let's do it. We've been talking about it all show. Let's open it up, Shirley. You can only get the a booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, booty, yeah. booty, booty, booty everywhere. The booty bag is loaded today. Thanks to our friends at Carolina Eagle Distributing. You're going to get 15-pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles, a 12-pack of Kolsch beer. Kolsch. 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 It is the Kolsch. Brewed in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Traditionally crisp, cold style ale. Bud Light shirts and koozies. And a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. All this can be yours. Compliments of our friends from Bud Lights. We usually do it on Friday. We're doing it today. Every day. Especially game day is better with an ice cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proud to... Proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. And the official beer of the ECU Pirates. What caller are we doing today, Sean? 12. Caller 12 gets the beer. So that's, uh, wow, a 15-pack and a 12-pack plus all the gear and the two pizzas. 317-1250. 317-1250. Phone lines are open now. We'll come back. we got our ECU football report. You're going to hear from Coach Mike Houston. Donnie Kirkpatrick, Morgan Ehlers is alongside for the ride. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Save lives, be a hero, and make a thousand your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA is the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $1,000 a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Oh no, Troy Dreyfus. Oh, Shirley, you almost made it. I have it. Oh, I almost made it. I knew this was going to happen. I was like, 
<laughs> I was waiting for either me call this live at five or you say clip uh, rock. Oh. I knew it was going to happen sooner yeah. or later. But you went, look, you went two and a half hours without that. That's pretty good. Uh, so close. You were in like so the, far away. You were in like the fourth quarter. Yeah. You fumbled at the goal line. <laughs> no, that's called a mental lapse right, right there. By the way, congratulations. I was going to say, congratulations to Josh Allen of Washington. Josh the big Allen. Uh, free beer Thursday giveaway today. Awesome. All right. Uh, I could bring you down to him tonight. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. There might not be anything yeah. left. Be half the prize pack. Yeah, Josh, you just got two six packs of Colts. The Bud Light didn't make it all the way <laughs> yeah. But here's an autographed picture of Morgan for you. Hey. A stick figure. Or as I like to call him, DJ Captain Morgan. God, he, he wrote it down and almost screwed it up still. <laughs> How long have you known Mo- Morgan? Oh, gosh. I haven't known Morgan probably 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's for real. Um, a long time. And how long have you been a DJ, Morgan? Since I well, you were was... you were a DJ like in college, weren't you? Well, I started working in bars when I was 16, kicking people out, and I couldn't get in. Drinking age was 18 back then. Wow. So, so you I started, went to, what, I, started, I started DJing when I was 19. For folks that don't know, you went to ECU what yeah. years? Well, I went to Mount Olive from uh, 82, 83, 83, 84. Transferred up here in, in 84. Was going to play basketball, bad knees, lots of pizza after that, and <laughs> but you stayed here. Yeah. Which where did you bounce? Which bars downtown did oh, you bounce man, at first? I worked at the attic, where I DJed at the attic. Uh, uh, but you were a bouncer too. Well, places, more right? DJ here in Greenville. Bounce some, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you, did you ever old, have to take care of business, as huh? they say? Yeah. yeah. What's what was the worst situation you found yourself in? Or they uh, found themselves in, maybe I should reverse. Uh, no, the smart ones, you talk your way out of it. Uh, but you're a big guy. I'm saying, like, yeah. most people aren't as big as you, especially uh, in they, college you, when you're you in your prime. Your, you know. Well, we had, we had we had a lot of guys that were pretty big back in the day, whether it was natural or artificial. So. Uh-huh. So yeah. you you would have to, sometimes just, you'd meet guys as big as you that were yeah. drunk and talking junk. I realized a long time ago I had a good boss that uh, told us, he said, "You yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, anybody trying to talk them out. Yeah, you know, in the first bar I worked at was the, now it's the uh, the uh, Holiday Inn. Yeah, which originally was a Sheraton. Oh, really? Before the Hilton even opened up, and our, we had tux, we wore a tuxedo shirt and bow tie. Oh, wow! And that uh, was called off the cuff. And he said, "You don't touch him until you see me turn my hat backwards." He wore a suit and a hat. Uh huh. If his hat was backwards, then he meant business. He said that, and then wow. you get him out anytime you, you can. That only happened two or three times. I remember the uh, back growing up, the big the holodomes were a big deal. Yeah, they had one here. Yeah, that's what I thought. They had one here over by uh, was, the hospital. Those were the indoor holiday inns yeah. with a pool in the middle. Yep. That was a big that was that was really cool back in the day. Yep. They had one here. Yeah. All right. Uh let's get our ECU practice report in here, Morgan. We got a, there's a lot of practice a lot of things going on on we're the football field. Practice, we man. are talking, talking about, about practice. practice. Scrimmage are you getting out or are you too busy to get out of the scrimmage? I don't know. Do they allow you to the scrimmage? Uh, it's kind I'm of hoping, but we'll see what happens. You're kinda of in that interesting, you know, because you work with ECU mm-hmm. as the PA, yeah. but your son's obviously the quarterback of the team. So there's like weird rules sometimes yeah. where you know, you're also a de facto member of the media. De facto, that's me. Yeah. Captain De facto. <laughs> you know, got a lot of labels. So, anyway, uh, let's get to our ECU Bud Light 
football report. The AC report's brought to you by Bud Light. Remember, every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick some Bud Light up today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle since 1989, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. We heard this earlier, but let's play it again for folks that might be just tuned in. This was uh, Coach Houston as he came in off the practice field. Cut one, Shirley. I don't know what day it is, uh, but uh, whatever day of practice, uh, you, the, you, you see it's Thursday? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that is the deal with camp. I mean, you know, you get and uh, you get in these, these things. I mean, it's the same schedule no matter what day of the week it is. And so you really do, you lose track of what day it is. I mean, the kids, they talk about it and they laugh about it. And, um, you know, it has been very, very similar the last several days with the, you know, the weather and, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, but, uh, you know, another solid day. Um, maybe not quite uh, what I wanted today, but uh, can't say I didn't expect it a little bit. Had a really, really physical practice yesterday. Yesterday was, I mean, one of the better practices, not the best practice I've had since we've been here as far as the way they competed, the way we executed uh, the physicality was very, very high. Uh, so we did back off of them a little bit today uh, to try to get ready for Saturday. You know, and I, I told them, I said, you know, what you showed yesterday was, hey, you know, we got a chance to be a really good football team. Now it's, you know, the stuff that we got to control because it comes down to the execution. It comes down to the discipline. It comes down to, you know, not making those big mistakes or those small mistakes. Uh, you know, those are the factors we've got to continue to iron out uh, as we push towards, uh, you know, the scrimmage Saturday and as we push f- towards our, uh, our opener. Coach went on to talk about working on the mental toughness of this team. You know, if you have an old team, you know, you don't have to worry about it, you know, because the old guys, they understand. You know, when you have a team that maybe isn't quite as mature, uh, those are the ones that you really got to, you know, we've got to do a better job, coaching staff, because we got to help them through this. And then, you know, they've got to have some kind of ownership themselves. And that's what we talked about after practice is, you know, okay, I can just line them up and run the piss out of them after practice. I could do that. Okay, that kind of defeats the purpose of what I was trying to accomplish today. You know, so there's got to be some ownership, or we just can't do this. You know, we just, we'll just, you know, stay in full pads the whole way through. It's going to be one of the two. Uh, so it's a deal where we got to work together. You know, they've got to respond. They've got to understand the expectations each day, and, uh, you know, we've got to do a good job of uh, helping them with that. Now, why do I feel if Clip Rock was here that uh, run the piss out of them would be its own audio cut and run over and over and over again? Google it up. How did we miss that one earlier, guys? Wow. I didn't, can you say that? I guess you can say that. That's, you know, he did. It's a term. It's a term. So mark that one, Shirley. I want to re-edit that one for Monday. I want to remember this one, play it for the players and see what they say. All right, uh, let's go to... Coach Houston discussing uh, Demetrius Mooney possibly playing special teams as well as some defense this year. We're hoping a lot. I mean, I, to me, I hope he's on, you know, on all four. Uh, you know, and, and he wants to be. There's, you know, what an incredible kid. I mean, just a phenomenal human being and just had worked so hard, and he's really worked to develop his body, and uh, he's like a missile now. Uh, and so, you know, we hope that he's we hope he's on the four quarter, and you know, we're trying to find different roles for him because I think there is a place for a guy that plays like him. Coach was also asked about the progression of Jeremy Lewis. Well, I think Saturday's an important day for him. Uh, you know, he's done some good things. Uh, it's, you know, we've put so much more in package wise uh, already than we did in the spring. You know, for a variety of reasons. You know, we got we had the big halt during the spring. We had to pause for a couple of weeks, and that you know, threw everything off, and then it was his first time over there and, you know, Coach Dow's first time through the defense. So we've already thrown more at him than he had in the spring, and, and he's, you know, picking it up, and certainly he's, he's a good player. You know, I want to see just Saturday just what kind of an impact he can be right there. 
Coach, how much do you plan to work Colton Aylers and the other quarterbacks in the scrimmage on Saturday? You know, it's it's one of those things that we know what Holton can do, and he's had a very good camp. I mean, he's one, you know, doesn't disappoint. Uh, so we've got to get him some work, some work for him. We've got to get the rest of our, I say starters, the rest of our top 15 offensive players some work with Holton because that timing aspect is so important. Um, but you're right, we've got, we've got to figure out who, who number two is. And, you know, we really, you know, I'd appreciate it if those guys would help us out with that. You know, we need some guys to step up and play well on Saturday to start giving us a clearer picture on who number two is. Morgan, this year a little bit different. There, there's no debating who uh, QB1 is, and that is Holton Aylers. I've had a chance to talk to Holton quite a bit this past month. And the thing I've noticed is I just feel his confidence is so much higher than where it's been going into other seasons before. That That's the kind of the big – he's always been talented. He's always been smart. But, you know, obviously you talk to him a lot more than I do. Is that a fair assessment that his confidence level going into the season is at an all-time high right now? I think he's always he, he's had that level of confidence because he believes in himself and the work that he puts in. I think where his level of confidence right now going into this season is in the teammates that are around him. That the offensive line, the you know we've had good receivers. It's the best group he's been around yeah, so far. And he, yeah. he'll come out. He, I think he said it here. Yeah, he has. You know uh, that. This is this is arguably the best offensive group that he's been here. The offensive line, I think, Coach Shankweiler would would come out and say this is the best offensive line he's had since he's been back. Deeper, stronger, yep. bigger. I mean, I, again, I haven't seen them a lot, but the, the couple times that I, I've uh, seen them, they look like a legit D one offensive line. They're like the guys that you see when like Cincinnati rolls off the bus, and you say, "Man, those are some big kids." Yeah, and they get East Carolina matches them right now. I, I agree. This uh, has a different feel with this team, and it's taken a while kind of to turn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Coach Houston's definitely doing that. Uh, he was also asked today if the plays will be coming in from up in the box or will be called down on the field. No, nah, it'll, it'll be uh, as much of a game situation as we can. We get, we have two of these. And so we want to get as much uh, game-like experience for the guys, you know, because now all of a sudden Donnie's not standing down there behind the huddle next to Holton. You know, he's up in the box, so he can't talk to him. You know, he has to talk to him between series. And uh, same thing defensively, you know. uh, Some of the staff's up in the box, some of them's on the field. And so you can't, you know, coach your players, you know, after every play. You know, they've got to go out there and play. So, you know, it's going to be a deal Saturday where we'll try to emulate that game day as much as we can. All right, Coach was also asked, I assume Donnie Kirkpatrick will remain in the box this season. He was asked that uh, today, if he'll be in the box during the season or on the field. He's most likely going to be up, you know, and it's, it's there's there's positives to both. Um, you know, I just, I was the same as him. I, mean, I always wanted to be on the field, but to be honest, after, after I was put upstairs, uh, I mean, you see everything, and you watch so much film, it's almost like, you know, you see it before it's happening to a degree. Now, how much can, how quickly can he relay it back down? That's the that's the critical thing. So we've got to have great, uh, you know, great guys doing a great job on the field. So, but uh, most likely he'll be up. Coach was asked about what he's looking for as far as the progression of the defensive line. I think probably consistency. You know, that's that's the big thing because you look, you know, whether it's, it's Xavier McIver, Surad Ware, um, Deontay Johnson, J.V. McRae, you know, who it is next, um, you know, really depends on who can consistently down in and down out, you know, give you production. And production for those guys sometimes is, you know, occupying a gap and not getting knocked back. 
you know, sometimes it is beating a block and making a play in the backfield. Uh, depends on what the other team is doing, but uh, consistency is the big thing because you know young kids really struggle with that, and we went through a lot of that last year with them, so they do have a lot of experience. Coach mentioned earlier it was a really good practice for the team, probably the best since he's been here. Uh, he was asked what aspects made it such a good day for him. The physicality up front in the box was the best I've seen since I've been here. I mean, O-line, D-line, linebackers, backs, um, it was just really outstanding. And then, you know, you, you branch off that. I just thought that there was just a really good energy during our competition segment, so I thought it carried over into team. Um, and you had some guys that, you know, stepped up and made made some plays. I mean, C.J. had several big plays yesterday that, uh, you know, I want to see him continue to make consistently. Um, but I just thought, you know, just up front, the execution and the physicality was just really, really strong yesterday. And finally, Coach, from a preparation standpoint, what are you working – or are you working already on the uh, App State game yet? I mean, you know, we spent a lot of time this summer preparing for them. And certainly there's some – some similarities uh, that uh, you know between them and us. So you're getting some of that out of this right now. But really, we're just focusing on us right now. You know, trying to develop our guys, get our playbook, you know, installed solidly, get everybody on the same page, that kind of stuff. You know, about two weeks out, you know, we'll start really turning our attention solely towards App State. All right, it's Coach Mike Houston today as we caught up with him on the right after getting off the practice field scrimmage going on this weekend. We'll have full coverage on all of our social media platforms on Pirate Radio. And, of course, coming up Monday, you'll hear from the players in the Players' Lounge on PRL from 3 to 6. And uh, Holton will join us live at 3 o'clock. We look forward to that. going to be a lot of fun talking to him all season, Morgan, as much as we talk to you. I'm excited. It'll be cool. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be great to talk to all those guys. And uh-huh. in addition to uh, Holton, let me make sure I get, I get I've got so many of them. I don't want to forget. I'm, uh, we got DJ Ford, CJ Johnson, Rajay Harris, Tyler Sneed, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith. All great guys. Oh, you got a good bunch of kids there, and they're they're funny. They're fun to be around. They're funny guys. And, yeah. You know, I mean, I saw some of the little outtakes that you have, and. You know, those guys will do a great job. We could almost do, like, their own sitcom in many ways. They're fun, you know, off the field. Yeah, it should be, be fun. could be a different type of program. All right, uh, good stuff with Coach Houston. We will take our final timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get more from Morgan Aylers, who is with us. Fun. Any topics you want to discuss more? Nah. All right. Well, maybe I, I just come in and, I know. you know, they tell me just to come in and grace you guys with my presence you do a great job of gracing and babble <laughs> and babbling morgan is a gracer and babbling. i am the captain of babble <laughs> oh it might squeeze in a donnie kirkpatrick cut or two i love coach k don't you what you talking about he always makes me laugh uh we'll hear what donnie has to say uh We'll take a timeout. It's, it's, it's a timeout. Go, I know. Go to a commercial. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Heartscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Heartscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today. 
at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. And if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Uh, at 364-1201. Or you can stop by the Carolina Hardscapes Outdoor Showroom on Fire Tower Road across from Bostick Circuit Furniture. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy Dreyfus. Right, welcome back. Welcome back as uh, Morgan Ehlers still with us. Before we get out of here, Morgan wanted to get a couple Donnie Kirkpatrick cuts in from ECU football. He's the offensive coordinator. And uh, Donnie was asked if the what wide receivers he feel We'll have to step up this year. This is cut three, Shirley. You know, I think Tyler Savage has really uh, come back a little bit lighter. Uh, he's got really good hands. I think last year, you know, he showed that in camp, but then he just wore out, and then he just maybe didn't have the quickness and the speed at the weight he was trying to play at to, to separate and get open enough. He's leaned out. He's done a really good job. In the offseason, he looks quicker, he looks faster. He's, he's doing a nice job with that. Jari Patterson has shown us that he's got the, uh, the explosiveness to be a good player. We're just trying to figure out exactly where we play. You know, nobody wants to play behind Snead because Snead won't let anybody play. He never gets the tired <laughs> signal wants to come out. But we got to force somebody to do that. So we're playing him there. We're playing some other positions as well. But he's really showed up, I think, in the, the first five practices. Uh, there's Taji Hudson always bring something to the table uh you know i think he as he learns how to play receiver you know that's the thing he's an athlete he's a track athlete you know he was a little bit of a wide out mostly a quarterback you know what was he's an outfielder in baseball so as he learns to run routes i think we'll see him even get more playing time as well so those would be a couple of the ones i think that stood out besides the cj Audie, Snead, they're always there coach all right, and uh, our Glenn Griffin asked uh, a question about starting quarterback Holton Aylers. You spent so much time with Holton. Does he feel like a coach out there now? Well, I spent so much Assistant. time with him that he's probably sick of me right now. <laughs> and, and you hear my voice. I think I probably uh, encouraged him a little bit hard today on a couple of different things. But he is, you know, obviously he's the dream kid for a coach. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He can almost spoil you a little bit. Because, you know, he, he just does everything that you, you ask as a coach. Now, we're still doing the same thing. I know I'm just repetitive. You know, Holton can play at the highest level. I mean, there are games and there are quarters and there are drives where he is the best in the league. There ain't no question about it. I mean, first half, first half SMU last year, tell me anybody in the country played better than he played that first half. There's no way that anybody played better than that. And he's done that multiple times. We're trying to eliminate – those mistakes and what happens is when things don't develop for one reason or the other somebody doesn't get open somebody gets beat up front you know the defense is in a great call which does happen from time to time they make a terrific call and you don't have the perfect play call Holton has a tendency because he's so competitive and he's so confident that he wants to just go do it on his own and then sometimes that works and boy does that encourage him you have to be really careful as a coach to praise a bad decision that turns out to be a good play. Now, it's it's a result-oriented, you know, business. You know what I'm saying? You win. It's a win business. So, you, you, you know, oh, that's a great play, but that was probably a bad mistake because it usually leads to about three times it doesn't work for every time it works. So we're still working on that a little bit. I do think he's improving on that a little bit. He's come a long way, I think, about becoming maybe more of a polished quarterback 
then when he first got here, he was just an athlete, go run, do this kind of stuff. We'd love to run him. We'd love to run him more. But the thing is, all the defenses last year played him to run. That's why Keaton and Raji had so many good looks is because sometimes they had two guys playing the quarterback to pull the ball. There'd be two guys chasing him out here and nobody on the first, second level. There goes the back, long run. So we'd, we'd rather them run it anyhow. It's, you know, it's better. And just we just worried a little bit about calling just total, I'm a quarterback run, you know, power play because running up inside, if he gets hurt, I don't know, season tickets probably go down. You know, right now. Now, as we can get Mason and those guys some experience and we can get better, we can maybe take a few more chances with that right now. But again, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing, win the game. And uh, in the end, that's what we're trying to do. All right, great stuff there by Donnie Kirkpatrick. Really kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit there uh, with what's going on. Keep with the main thing, the main thing, and it's the, the decisions, main thing. Uh, how they decide what's going on. Boy, I got to tell you, as. Um, you know, my kids played flag football here in Greenville, uh, tackle football in Winterville. First time playing middle school ball this season. I'm like a nervous wreck watching him play. How do you, uh, I'm asking as a dad, you know, you've got responsibilities on the PA. How are it's you? It's not like easy. Not, it's actually. I mean, honestly, I've thought about you often because I know you get amped up. And I mean, you're, you're a dad too. And you want the best for your son. I don't know how you do both. I don't know how it's you It's actually do- easier at home than it is on the road go to an away game i've got nothing but football at home i know that i've got to call the game and i watch the game and keeping an eye on him and but then i've got to do other things yeah i'm like pacing on the sideline i like don't want anybody to talk to me i'm like you wait dude it gets i know i don't i don't know how you do it anyway great show today man this was a lot of fun appreciate everybody was a part of it ellerby bailey grinny jeff nadu i go david glenn morgan aylers shirley chandler glenn the whole crew. Friday, we got our best of coming up. We got an awesome best of clip rockets produced for us coming up Friday. You're not going to want to miss that. I'll be back Monday at 3 o'clock for our next live edition of PRL. And I'll be in the Players Lounge with the guys as we debut all of our Pirate Radio athletes. We look forward to that. Coming up Monday at 3 o'clock. Holt Nailers and DJ Ford will kick the show off with me. We'll also hear from CJ Johnson. Raja Harris, Tyler Sneed, Bruce Bivens, and Xavier Smith. Going to be a lot of fun on Monday's PRL. And until we greet you next time, for the entire crew, I'm Troy D. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.